0: Going on, everybody! Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 139. I am your host Anthony Trapani, and as always, I am joined by a few resident homies. I got a couple with me right now. I got Joel and the Professor Joseph with me. What up, y'all? Yo, what's hey. up, dude? And uh, we'll see uh, Casey in a bit here. And tonight we are joined by Chelsea, Michael, and Kenji of progressive metal Cali band Tegmentum tonight. What's Chesh. going on, guys? Did I catch mentum? No, no, I, I fucking did it anyway. <laughs> no, I, I think, think you're right. no, you're right. You're You'd right. See okay. the effort,
1: so, I got yeah. it. Right, guys. So Yay! For,
2: for, the, for anybody tuning in, we had a good five minutes like going over the coaching.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and the I got I got I said it right. And then you guys made me doubt myself because I don't know how to speak the human language. <laughs> The human language, the English language. All right, um, what's going on, guys? We are here again on another Thursday, episode 139. Um, Let's do the plugs real quick, guys. BattleforgeCoffee.com. That is where we get our coffee. The homies and deeds of flesh uh, serving up some serious caffeine bean for you guys. They got shirts. They got swag. Um, That's underground death metal right there, guys. Cali Specific and uh, you can support them in their endeavors in the drug dealing (laughs) legal drugs (laughs) and then uh, for us it's uh, calideathpodcast.bigcartel.com we got the shirts there you guys need to put them on your bodies right behind the professor he is ready to uh send you anything you want to purchase from us the money goes in the pocket of the show most of the most of that money will go back into more merch but you guys got to buy this one before we uh or buy this stuff before we go up i'm getting the, the merch track. bug
3: i want to i want to print some more i want to get some stickers and cool stuff Hell yeah. going on.
0: no for sure and and that's Time literally we we yeah. made 0 dollars off of this merch situation we really just want to keep going with the merch guys so you buy it, we'll sell it. Um, that's where you get it. Bigcartel.com or wait, CaliDeathPodcast You know, dot, You're so got, dot, dot org. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, we make one website and have it just like dot everything, and then one big <laughs> link at the bottom. You know, yeah, be sick. Um, I got Chicago- our show to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we are? We going to do? Uh, yeah, Chicago, Chicago domination. Why not? best coming up soon next week, guys. If you guys uh seven days from now. If you're six are, days
4: uh, when it gets posted.
0: You should be there if you're in the area. That's ridiculous if you're not, because I know I'd be at this motherfucker. What is it? It starts Thursday, right? Yeah, Joel's birthday by the way. Week from today. Yep. Um, I just saw uh
3: a bunch of these bands roll through LA the other night. It was Analepsy, Cognitive,
4: Wormhole. And how was ne- that i saw warbies. that i just i saw that that tour um i saw the tour flyer today for the first time and it I was, was like oh didn't you just post like pictures of them last night or something yeah
3: it was an insane show it was one of the heaviest shows i've ever seen wormhole stood out as i mean they're like the the top tech band i mean they're like the only tech, tech slam band but yep. like they're they're you know i i hung out with uh their drummer matt tillett he's one of my fucking favorite new musician friends and uh great guys and then cognitive on uh metal blade my manager rob shout out good guys great set and then analepsy just dude they everything you'd want from like a modern like all right i want to see what the heaviest band is you know i've heard the hype (laughs) delivered bro very fucking sick show and they're all gonna be at cdf so
0: nice nice. i was gonna say real quick talking about chicago um since it's gonna be happening on your birthday, we should, we need to hit up Miguel and see if we could figure out how we can get like a quick live stream of some something that's going on that night during the same Let's time. Just fucking
4: go, dude. Yeah.
0: Just
4: go. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be up. that'd be so hard to do. Buy tickets. Um, and that'd just be just sick. Well, actually, one other shout out too. Didn't fucking. I just posted about it, but I'm, I haven't listened to it all the way through. But Zenith Passage, their album just came out today. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah.
3: Well, tomorrow technically. Um, okay tomorrow
4: or today at 9 p.m
3: night my 9 p.m whenever
4: yeah yeah okay Um, yeah so shout out to that to all those folks chris bd who made the the lovely intro you're listening to that's the guitar player along with justin
0: Derek, and they've all been on the show they've been for a long time Uh, uh very very proud of them and uh it's been a long time coming and if you're listening to this show right now i guarantee if you haven't listened to the the zenith passage you're you're effing up yep and
3: and just i want to shout out bd for not only co-writing our theme but he actually contributed a couple songs to the the new zenith record uh which mostly was written by justin but they collabed um so he just joined that band and then just immediately started writing "Epitaph Part 2, which is really sick.
4: <laughs> but
3: oh, yeah. as you know, I want him to be focused on Dreamer, so we're happy for him to get back home.
4: <laughs> You're like, whatever is Ian's passage? I don't give a fuck. Let's go Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally.
3: Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, he knows what's up. But um, hey, yeah. why don't you guys? Uh, why don't you guys shout out your show? And then I don't have the full tour flyer, but I have our show flyer that we're doing together, and I will pull that up in just a second here.
5: Yeah, give me a second, let me pull that up too. But real quick, since you mentioned uh, Chicago uh, Domination Fest, Origin and Vile are, are, I think they're headlining the last day of that show, and they're good friends of ours, Paul Ryan and Justin also plays in Vile. He also plays in a band called Warslice, and they're going to be jamming with us at DNA Lounge on the uh, 30th uh, of this month. And yeah, they're like, we're going to take the release flight home, Paul's going to try to bartend for us at DNA Lounge, and then yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's awesome. Um, let me see. Tagmentum is going on tour with Narcotic Wasteland and Oh fuck yeah, Morgatron. And Hell yeah, we're going to be playing four dates with them. So July twenty seventh, Las Vegas at uh, the Griffin. Twenty uh, eighth, Long Beach, Supply and Demand. That's with you guys. Eureka next day, Siren Song Tavern, and then the thirtieth, DNA Lounge.
4: Hell fuck yeah. yeah! Awesome man. Very excited!
5: Congratulations, Jam with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be our first show with the full lineup, and I think Michael could kind of talk about it. Um, about Tegmentum after this, but Tegmentum used to be his uh, one-man band project, and he kind of recruited us. I joined when we were still an instrumental band, and we've actually played shows together. We actually played shows with me and him and a drum machine. Like we've done that a few times too. So, Same. yeah. We went through the grind,
1: but before the we first dig time.
0: into before we dig into that, oh. let's finish off the plugs for you guys. You know, um, oh, yeah. merch and websites and social media, all that stuff you guys want to plug as well. Sure, balls, you got it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, a, a TikTok that we don't update update too much. Um, I you know, for a while I was doing it as like a, a one person thing and it just didn't really make sense to market a band that way. Um, but we do have one. Um, but, uh, both are tegmentum.official. So at tegmentum.official. Um, we're, uh, we're on YouTube that we're, uh, a YouTube that we are updating and uploading to. Um, that's also just tegmentum. You can find us pretty easy. Uh, yeah. And, um, uh facebook.com slash tegmentum metal i mean we pretty much funnel all the same news through the those channels of social media um okay. but whatever your poison is we have those. right so
0: right Bandcamp or anything like yeah. that you want people to go to
2: oh yeah of course yeah um uh, available on all streaming platforms um tegmentum.bandcamp.com uh on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Apple Music, literally everywhere you stream music. Uh, we have a new single out. It's called Accolades. It's been out since Mar- uh, May 31st. Uh, next nice. week, we actually have a new single dropping called I Remain on July 26th. Also available everywhere you stream music. We have a lyric video that is going to be released with it too. So keep an mm. eye out for that. Yeah, uh, it is... if. if Anyone here has already listened to accolades and has gotten an idea of what that sounds like. Uh, you may be surprised at how I remain sounds. It is
5: they went a flip upside down. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, and well, and we can go into why that is uh, as 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 we talk. Um, but hmm. our band covers a lot of ground uh, musically. Um, uh, you know, I, I have a few inspirations uh, that kind of feed into that.
0: Well, uh, but let's, we, we do cover a lot of how ground. we do if it. You, like, do
5: the plugs, right? you want to keep the plugs before I move on, right? No, you know?
0: no, no, no. I'm done. If you guys okay. are done with the plugs, I'm fine with that. What I was going to say is how we usually do it, Michael, since you're, you know, this was your brainchild from the beginning, it was a one man project for you. Obviously, you're the oldest member of the or not oldest, but the long longest standing member of the band but we'd like to dig into you as an artist and what happened in your life leading up to this point so take us back in time take us to childhood um what were some kind of creative inspirations that happened at a young age that you can remember right now whether it be music art you know anything
2: yeah Uh, oh yeah totally um you know i mean i come from a musical background uh it's mainly from my dad Uh, my dad was a gigging musician um right up until he turned like 40. um but uh i mean all throughout you know until i was like nine or nine or ten my dad was gigging he was in a band it was kind of like uh crosby stills and nash style kind of band Mm -hmm. uh you know, yeah, uh, three-part harmonies, stuff like that. Um,
0: What did he he play?
2: Uh, He he sang. He was like a lead vocalist and acoustic acoustic accompaniment. Um, So I just remember, you know, going to his gigs, going to various bars and grills along the peninsula, Um, just having that leave an impression on me and sort of enjoying being in that environment. Right. Um, yeah, you know my dad. And what really, are what are some
0: of the earliest ages you were you can remember being at some of these gigs? It's
2: a good question. Um, I mean, I, I want to say like six. Um yeah. Kind of hard. Yeah. It man, it's it's hard to remember when you were just a bebe. It's
0: no, um, a very uh, yeah. um, young age, but a very important age to attach to something. I think six is kind of like the. If you can get it if you can figure it out or not at least figure it out but like tap into something at six and stay with it you you have potential for you know greatness
2: i think i think it was like the community um i think that was the main thing i was chasing um i think where it really clicked was when i was 15 years old and it was the end of the school year we went into this orchestra room that wasn't really being used i went to a high school called oceana and
1: Hmm.
2: yeah they they had uh they had an orchestra room that they didn't really use because they didn't have an orchestra program um but it was uh, me and two other people who had been playing for a while and they both brought their guitars um and we're just sort of going back and forth. I think they were jamming on Crazy Train for like a a good like 20 minutes, but I latched on to the kind of the camaraderie that they were experiencing together and how they were, that was a way in which they connected and it was like the kind of like respect that I saw for they, uh, the kind of respect that I saw they had for each other and, um, you know, just how that was a way that they could connect. I wanted that. I, I wanted that. I think that was, where like did you, where you grow up? Michael.
0: Where did you I, grow up? I grew up in the
2: Bay area. Um,
0: so did you go to Oceana, and Pacifica? Born... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. I did. Um, that okay. kind of, that kind of ties into how I know you actually. Okay.
0: Um, All right. Uh,
2: yeah. It's going to be a hell yeah, of a When you said Oceana, I was like, gonna...
0: holy shit. <laughs>
2: yeah it's probably going to come back to you like a suppressed memory
0: um whoa but, uh, all
4: right but yeah uh, it's
2: it's not it's nothing major i'm just being
4: uh, Terra Nova uh, like, for life <laughs> motherfucker right <laughs> anthony i don't, yeah, I don't certainly. know i don't even know
0: no oceana was all the art art kids dude oceana was uh definitely the more artistic creative pushing school that was in pacifica um i kind of ha- i would even though I did have tiger pride and I always will. um, I was kind of jealous that Oceana you tend to have access to more creative outlets and they push that, you know, and and kind of embrace it over there.
2: I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for that, for that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think that ended up being a pretty, that ended up developing into a crucial part of my identity. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I was grateful for that too. Kind of like, um, yeah encouraging that and right right think, yeah it's a it's a piece for what sort of continues to you know motivate
1: me
0: um, yeah. so Michael let's just rewind a little bit though because there's there's a big gap for me between six and fifteen. I like to hear what's going on in that you know decade as well, so um music specifically like your dad was in uh, you know showing you what it was like to be a performer and 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 letting you get the taste of live music at a young age yeah so well, uh,
2: you know maybe maybe a lot of that was um, out of necessity because um, parents didn't really make a lot of money um, you know my, my family has always been pretty poor uh, so rather than hire a nanny bring him to the gig, you know? Uh, yeah. No, it's just kind of the reality of it. Um, you know, having us, because uh, I have two other siblings, having us caused my dad to change his lifestyle, um, I was kind of experiencing the end of that chapter in my dad's life. Um, you know, I, I think it's like, if there's anything I took away from my dad, it, it's like, it, God damn it, did he stick with it? You know, he, right. he stuck with it, you know, until he realistically couldn't anymore. And I guess I'm kind of following in those footsteps a little bit, you know, mm. um, except I'm more um, angsty and, you know, obviously in the middle, um, you know, Yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, but he, he stuck with it because he believed in what he was doing. Um,
0: so I'm guessing you're the youngest of the th- three.
2: Yeah, I am.
0: Yeah, because so yeah. you, you said you were catching the tail end of it when you said you had other siblings, so, yeah. Um, okay, so him having to change his lifestyle and all that, but the music still never left the household, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. He found ways to incorporate it into his life. Um, mm-hmm. I guess why there is kind of a gap between, like, 6 and, like, 15, say, is just because that left an impression with me, um, but I didn't, like, act on it you know right but um, we also yeah. when i
0: when i was talking about that gap i mean like your your progression towards that 15 like what were some other um you know songs or bands or anything that you can remember from a younger age that you you kind of linked on latched on to it's
2: going to be a little embarrassing maybe no dude don't I'm be
0: embarrassed like, Do believe it. me beach Bring boys beach right. boys is mine dude
2: oh okay all right <laughs> yeah. sick um okay well i mean if i I'm going to, i have to find it, but I think the song is called like Southern Islands or something or Southern Cross, um, you know, da-da, da-da. yeah, there we go. Oh, it is Crosby, oh. Stills, and Nash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say Leonard yeah, Skinner um, when
4: you said that name. <laughs> I was like...
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it is a Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Okay. Yeah. No, my, my dad did this cover of uh, Southern Cross that always like really stuck with me. Um,
1: oh, nice. Yeah. it's nice. awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just like the three-part harmonies that like really get me. Um, I, I I do love harmonizing quite a bit. Um, dude.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. When when writing, that, it's that, really I mean my, the Beach Boys.
0: Favorite. That was one of the main things too. Is how they harmonize with their vocals.
2: Sick. Yeah. Sick. Um, yeah. Okay. So mine. Alien Ant Farm. Uh, that yeah, <laughs> the Michael Jackson cover. Dude, that oh,
0: album's not bad. It's got some pretty dude, good stuff on it. Right? Dude.
2: Exactly. It's it's pretty crazy. Like yeah, I'm, I
0: mean,
4: I'm you... the bass player. I'm the bass player he from that album. He does out. look.
0: We've been telling I him look for a exactly like a, like pull up a picture. Yeah,
4: I'll, I'll try like to find the picture, picture, but like, yeah. yeah, someone, uh, or
0: Greg from a legion was just like, dude, you bonus look- points. If you get the one where it's comparing you guys, cause I remember <laughs> you did it side by side or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I literally like there's certain,
4: I mean, he's a little bigger than me, but there's certain like angles he does. And I'm like, that's like me. I'm looking at myself.
0: It's fucking, when you used creepy. to spike your creepy. hair back in the day. You know? Oh,
4: dude, frosted my tips. I did all that yeah. shit dude. I yep. was down. <laughs> that's just how we you used were, to do it back then.
2: You were, you were a man of your time and. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, sometimes, sometimes there's, there's a fun. man. He fell victim to
0: the there. new metal phase, but it's not a victim. Actually, I'll I'll praise it to death, dude. You guys can fight me all night about fucking the new metal, dude. That was still like that. Baseline was still sick as fuck too. So I'm glad it was that guy. I look like <laughs> <laughs> no. The bass lines on those that album, dude. He's a Damn good guy, bass player, dude. Man. And the drummer is yeah. actually
2: yeah. Uh, ditto. Yeah. That's what really surprised me after listening to the single and then years later listening to the record. Just like how top tier it is. Like, wow, holy crap. Like, you all are like really, really good at what you do. Um, pretty, pretty um, kind of advanced stuff in some regards.
0: Uh, yeah. I'll say the reverse mohawk was uh, a little <laughs> pretentious. The one, so
4: the, guy, the one, like the small one next to the bald singer guy that one like scares yeah. me a little bit yeah. like i'm like i don't mean obviously the hair's different but I, and the pictures that were picked weren't really the best but <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um there's some that i'm like i've literally no i've literally posted this before and people were like dude fuck yeah i love them good job like people have like they've they've like there's people out there that think i played in alien app farm and i just oh keep it going
0: hey. I'll, I'll literally okay if if we were in public, dude, and somebody were to come up to you and be like, "Dude, alien Amphar, I'd just oh, lay, dude, I, I would die. lay down on the yeah. ground. I would just lay down.
4: <laughs> not even laugh, just like lay down. Like I would slick. just have to
0: lay down and just like stay still <laughs> until the altercation or not altercation. But the like, altercation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Situation were to uh, end, and then I can stand back up and walk away. <laughs> uh no but right.
4: i mean but seriously though but that song though is very i mean that's a cool co- i love when when bands do covers of like old songs like that and they make it their own like there's like there's um i heard a yeah. like, fucking it was five finger death punch do a kenny wayne shepherd song and i was listening to it it was that uh blue on black blue on black and i'm like is this the original like i can't even tell from the original from the you know from the cover it sounds so similar and I was like, this isn't a cool cover, you know. It wasn't. A, I like when people take, yeah. like, like Faceless did a Depeche Mode song, and they made it like kind of black metal. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's cool when when people do. And, and Alien App Farm, yeah. that was a great cover.
2: Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I like it when they yeah. do that too. Um, I wish we, I, I, do wish we saw more of that. Uh, we've hmm. had a couple of, we've had a couple of covers come out. Um, some Lamb of God covers from uh, Shadow of Intent, and then Fit for an Opto okay. he did theirs. And um, yeah, Fit for Not Topsy did uh, Walk With Me in Hell. Um, Shadow of Intent did uh, Laid to Rest. Um, okay. As far as Shadow of Intent goes, I, I think they definitely, like, they did the thing I always kind of wanted from that song, which is just like, yeah, just tune this fucker down. And, you know, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, may, make it super, super heavy. Uh, adds to the aggression. Um, Walk totally. With Me in Hell, I think it was, like, a really, like, faithful, like, cover. I, I do agree with you though. It, sometimes I like to see more of like the band's identity, uh, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like. Uh, or yeah, like
4: the, the gnarliest one it, I can think of right now. The, like the biggest change of songs that I have to tell people, like who actually did it, is that um, the Donny Darko. Uh, you know the all around me are familiar. <laughs> yeah. That song. That's a fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fucking right. tears for fang tears for fear song, and it's like, yeah. it's literally like the songs is all like. All around me. It's all, like, happy and, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, all, but it's still dark with dark chords, but it's, like, the the whole, like, feeling behind it is kind of, like, happy, a little dark. And theirs is just, like, dude, I'm going to fucking, I need to, I'm suicidal now. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know. Like, the, the Gary Jules version. That's right. Gary Jules did it. And, like, yeah. man, like, I, I love those those kind of cover stuff a
0: cool okay, anyways, a cool I don't know if yeah I just stepped off for a second I hope this wasn't brought up while I was gone but the you're like alien ant farm dude <laughs> did a really good one <laughs> yep. no but it was the opposite where it was uh Johnny Cash doing uh, oh yeah her mode or no, uh, no. Nine Inch Nails. Nails.
1: Nails. Nails, yeah
0: that yeah. was like something that made something even darker there's a cool video dark. on
4: that too if you want to watch it's uh Rick Rubin is the one that pretty much made not made him but like was, that was his idea for him to do that and like like johnny wow. cash didn't want any part of it and then he's yeah. like no just try it and then it's like it came out like that and that was like one of his last songs and shit and you're just like that's another donnie darko song where you're just like fucking jesus what's Wait, Life that was that even... song what's up? no no no. i'm just saying like the you, oh, you missed the movie oh yeah no D- donnie darko that uh yeah uh, mad World. That soundtrack. yeah yeah so uh no that's what uh tears for fears originally did it but uh, Gary Jules did it and was like made you like feel like super emotionally like fuck and then hearing Johnny Cash's voice at like the end of his life it's at the yeah. end of his life and he's just talking about it, and you're like Jesus Christ like I have to be in certain moods to if that comes on I'm just like alright well now feels and like get you all know, like emotional yeah. about life and shit yeah. but uh, yeah it make, yeah.
2: makes you think of it in a whole new way um, totally kind of like kind of like David Bowie's uh, Black Star did you ever listen to that?
4: Record. yeah that was uh, oh yeah yeah
2: yeah that's that, that's pretty that's, that's a heavy a one because it's, it's literally album. about yeah it's literally about him dying yeah. um yeah it's uh yeah it's real it's real heavy um but it but on the other ha- hand it's like wow w- what a savage just to like bookend his legacy that way yeah it's like, exactly a solid bookend just uh Punctuate his whole life. Um,
4: Almost like makes it yeah. like a, a montage of his life when you're listening to it. You know, even though it's written by Trent Risner, you're like still just going, like, Fuck, this works better for fucking Johnny Cash right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a trip. But, anyways, I'm just, I'm going to keep going on covers if we don't fucking change the
0: goddamn <laughs> subject. <laughs> okay, so. Uh... Let's I'd say, do you forward. want
2: to know what age eight was like? Or perhaps I should
0: skip
4: to nine. <laughs> yeah, let's go to nine, dude. Fuck eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, another thing we like to hear well, about is the, like 90s. The, the dudes you or, or friends that you come across that are, you know, kind of feeding that side too. Or we like to hear about older brothers, friends passing down some some gems that you wouldn't have come across on your own, that type of thing.
2: Uh, so what's the question
0: okay so like music that you were coming across when you got older because we all have that oh my friend showed me this record at this time and it sent me down this path you know what were some of those things that happened getting up to teenage years and stuff like that
2: yeah uh so funny enough after alien ant farm uh that was when i was living in redwood city our parents bought a house in pacifica we moved there um and started making friends and so uh, a friend of my brother gave him a mix cd that had uh tears for fears mad world on it but then but then it also but then it also had marilyn manson and slipknot on it um in Uh fact i think they i think he burned uh this guy burned us a copy of uh slipknot's first album and i think Mm -hmm. it was Kind of all, all over from there. Um, I mean, what yeah. a what a sick record. I mean, I know totally. Iowa is, yeah, Iowa is legendary. Um, but there's always something special about a band's first effort because it's like they have something to prove. They're hungry, um, and their expression of whatever their message is tends to be the most raw, um, in most cases. Um, and I think that record um, by Slipknot is a uh, uh, an example of that. Um of course I'm forgetting the name because I'm
1: terrible.
0: Self title Well you're thinking of Mate Feed the first Kill one Repeat. Oh. oh yeah. It's uh, yeah. Uh it's so That's There's There's the self-titled. Taylor. The self-title was the first one with all nine of them on the cover. Roadrunner release. And then Iowa.
2: And then Iowa, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when
0: you listen to Mate Feed Kill Repeat and then to that self-titled, you you realize they made some drastic drast is that even a word um be <laughs> made uh some drastic there we go uh changes <laughs> up into that that album and then i yeah. well, it was even another step up for me but then after that i i did you hear that, it, that i didn't a singers... lot with them necessarily i just moved on to like death metal and black metal and grindcore from there you know so yeah the the original
4: singers uh he's touring mate feed kill repeat on his own the hired band i, I saw that in a in some metal news post or something
0: yeah yeah that's
4: pretty cool i'd like to see those songs played as you a gotta cash in imagine being like like the singer of slipknot and be like nah f- i'm not down anymore and like and then they get another singer and it's like biggest band and you're like fuck <laughs> you. well you know i had like a part in this like let me do like a it's like one of those comics or something that has like you know they're famous for one little thing and then they just like it's they like just the, have to run to the ground. The know? first,
0: it's like the first drummer of Rush just playing that album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: like, I saw the guy from uh, Lost Boys, the guy that, uh, like, what, what's the guy, the chain man or whatever, the guy that's like a buff dude, that the saxophone like, guy, saxophone guy. Yeah. I, I, he's always like, yeah, I randomly like went to the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz and he was just like playing, and my friends were like, come in, and I was like, Come Jesus, in. <laughs> this guy's this guy's still doing this like he's yeah. all just doing the saxophone scene and it's fucking packed and i'm like damn man this guy's okay. still, i mean it's packed for little well, gun holds like you know 200 people but it's still like you know everyone's just going like oh is he gonna do that thing and everyone's like still has that nostalgia where he's still like cashing in on it you know
6: there's Good a wave band called gunship and they use okay. it and they're he's <laughs> amazing like you need that to would be
4: that yeah. smart it is Use him.
6: Phenomenal. They're finally talking about touring, so I'm really looking forward to seeing them if they do.
4: Oh hell they yeah! They brought
6: him back. That's how I view it.
4: That'd be cool. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a smart move to like bring him in the middle of like a yeah synthwave band or like yeah some sort of dark synth band and just have him just come out and do like a solo and everyone's like what the fuck (laughs) is going on right now (laughs) have him be like some special guest and just like that the crowd just be like yeah oh yeah that's that guy you know like that that's he's that guy now so that's he didn't do anything after that i mean he probably did but we didn't hear about it
6: yeah exactly
3: i don't know about this 80s nostalgia wave man i'm not i'm not feeling it entirely because
4: you weren't born in them or were you
3: 89 nope was oh, not yeah, at yeah, all. Right. Okay. He's yeah. just, we're he,
4: old people. Let us talk about the fucking like the generation before us used to be like, dude, Hendrix, fuck you, like constantly. And we're just like, it dude. is better
3: though. I would rather talk about that <laughs> and say fuck you. Like... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <My> <laughs> but friend. I had to just. Uh, I had to play. Uh, I had to teach Purple Rain <laughs> for like an hour and a half on guitar today, and I'm just like. I'm
4: not a Prince fan personally, okay. but he, I think he's a gr- great guitar player and a great musician. I just his voice. Like,
3: it's the production it's man it's yeah see ricky's down with the ladies he's going to that have you guys seen that like synthwave fest and like socal coming up oh
4: yeah yeah i'm i'm down i don't know well, ricky's down ricky no ricky slashed, had the uh yeah. what was the shirt that you had at psycho fest ricky the uh fuck i've been listening to yeah 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 and literally it was walking with him and chris Beattie, and he got stopped every fucking like 10 minutes and someone's like that shirt's a Sega shirt that's when I was like what is that it looks like a de- looks like a metal shirt and I was like what what's going on yeah for debate that's right and like uh every it was stopping him like constantly for that shirt and I had my uh my Tom Hanks's pissing shirt and I'm like dude I'm gonna <laughs> fucking crush dude with this shirt and I got like three and he got like 75 like yeah, <laughs> man, You're fucking so it was like everyone was all about it and I was like okay I'll check into it and I listened to it on my own and it was good I-, I liked it but it wasn't like I don't think it was warranting the kind of fanfare <laughs> at Psychofest, <laughs> but um, but it still was good. It definitely was good. It
0: sounds but, yeah. kind of a, like a metal name.
4: It's no, it looks it's a pentagram it was with later. pizza and cats on it. Like it's got like pizza slices and cats and shit. But, um, but yeah, no, it was fucking. It was a lot of a lot of reaction to it, especially at a metal festival. I was like okay it must be a metal band right and i asked him about it he's like no it's a synth band and i was like well i love the best round in tears for fear so let's check, let's check it out <laughs> but uh yeah that's it's a thing i mean it's for, thing. i mean ricky's a younger guy too though and he's into it so what the fuck's your problem do you have any problems in your life joseph You've never i never been, <laughs> been depressed I hate ever? that
3: that <laughs> sound of the snare in the 80s was they fucked up the oh snare god judging it
4: who the fuck's listening to the drums of the synth? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. Some of the synthway stuff's cool. I like the 80s, like Stanger things. Like some of it I'm way down for, but I don't know. It's, I guess it's take it or leave. You know, I just think music wise, it was a bad decade. So,
1: <laughs> well damn
5: that's a bold
3: staple yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah covered recovered heavily with the beginning of the 90s
0: i mean i might be on his side if you were to yeah, like if you're really gonna like say 70s 80s or even like yeah just take each decade i mean overall against, if we're doing decades uh, I would 80s is that. gonna be lower on my list because the 90s is actually at the very top yeah 90s then, is my favorite probably yeah, 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 and then, but yeah, oh, no, I've I, 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 great stuff in the seventies and sixties too. But then I can't really pick out too much in the eighties. I so guess I would
3: probably here's my okay. So eighties mainstream is not good, but it was the best time for the underground. And then nineties, you actually yeah. had pretty good mainstream. Seventies, you had amazing mainstream. So it's just where that that's where the dip took place for me. So
0: yeah, there's certain aspects of the eighties that I have to respect because there's some great ideas that mm. were seeded and then blossomed later in the 90s mm-hmm. but mm. speaking of yeah, the 90s I mean, you yeah. know the big
2: four. the big four i mean you know in yeah. the 80s you know yeah. uh, and and justice for all came out in the 80s and that is yeah. still you know a lot of people argue that's metallica's best album um yeah i, I think it's just like um it, every every decade is is going to have its gems and You know, it's tough to know when something has peaked when you're in the middle of it.
4: Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, especially as far as like, let's say, like, you know, movies are concerned. They hands down peaked in the 70s. You know, uh, we have just kind of. Yeah. Studios are are, are still trying to recreate Mm -hmm. a lot of those things that were made in the 70s today. Yeah. Like that movie Uncut Gems is like definitely heavy, like 70s vibes.
4: I kind of feel of like the creativity is lacked because of of the money that's involved with these movies nowadays and like Oh yeah. the totally. safe investments that investments they're like okay well people already know the characters of this remade movie let's just go ahead and remake this and you'll make your money back for sure if we do a remake or do you want this new story that we're going to take a chance on it could be terminator could be could be like a fucking something that no one ever hears of but do you want to take a chance on this right. and they're they're kind of treating it like the stock market like oh that's a little risky oh, investment I I'd rather not yeah. invest in that and just keep shitting out these like remakes of things, you know
2: oh yeah, totally, right, you know it's yeah, I mean that the attitude of like c- cigar chomping fat cats from back in the yeah. day was like, you know, well, I don't really understand this, but you know, well, fuck it, why not and that that's yeah. how a lot of yeah iconic things were born, and then now it's like because there's there's a whole lot less going around. Yeah, yeah, studios don't want to like. I mean, like you know, the Flash like tanked, and it wasn't a really a bad movie by any means, but yeah, I mean, it's just like it's hard to like get butts in seats, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's just what. Yeah, that's just one facet. I mean, you know, I think I think a lot of industries are really suffering, you know, right now. Um, yeah, you know, streaming for kind of like.
1: F- we're all f- f- familiar
2: with.
4: Yeah, streaming and, you know, with music and with movies and stuff like that, I think it's kind of, like you said, removed butts and seats. The fucking, I mean, the, the Batman premiere kind of removed butts and seats a little bit, too. People are, like, crowds of people. People don't want to sit down and they're, like, after, like, oh, fuck, like, maybe, I don't know. That was, like, in my head for, like, two years yeah. after. I was, like, I'm not going to a fucking movie. Like, fuck all that. But, uh, no, as far as, like, yeah. the streaming thing, like, movies will come out and then, like, weeks later it's for streaming. It's, like, ah. Uh, do you want to make a charade of this or just fucking chill for a week and then watch it like, on my couch, you know, or even get it illegally downloaded? You know, it's like all those things are just so prominent and it's not like going to go. I mean, when I was a kid, I was five years old when Terminator 2 came out and that was like lying around the block. It was like a concert, like like tickets, like selling out and shit and like you had to, like if you like worried about getting in and stuff, like now it's just like, do you want to fucking go see it in a bigger <laughs> screen or you no, it's like... on those... You got a hundred and fifty.
0: You got hundred and fifty bucks. We'll give you the whole theater, dude. Pick the movie. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's, I yeah, yeah. That, that. I remember that. That do like. Of the pandemic was um, sick. Dude. I yeah yeah. I,
2: got, I gotta agree with Sam who just commented. Um, wherever wherever I can, I want to try to like go to go to a cinema. You know,
4: every time um, I go, I'm, I'm not well, I'm well, way I'm more visual. picky. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm,
2: I'm way more picky about what I what I want to see. You know, like I'll see Oppenheimer, like I'll for sure see that. Oh,
0: I'm so you know, stoked uh, for that. Oh, I'm so stoked for that. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, that that's definitely going to be a cinematic experience you want to see in that environment. But I love how, I was, you yeah. know, theaters are serving beers and full menus. That's another thing, reason why I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's love that. A I, big I reason. I that never even was heard of, at least in my area when I was growing up, you know, so as an adult who would love but that. All theaters now. It's like all yeah. theaters
4: that I go to now it's like oh I'll get a don't want a Dr. Pepper. Oh, Lagunitas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you yeah. can like that's yeah. yeah. There you go, buddy. Daytime. Hey. Yeah. yeah no, it'll cost, it it'll it
2: cost you but but at least it's there, you
4: know. I used to live next yeah. to and I mean, when I lived in Sacramento also- for a while I I lived at the uh, or next to one of those like movies and dinner what is it? It's one of those where you can you sit there and like there's a button you press on your desk. And then oh, you have a cool. menu and they just bring over like yeah. dinner. For me, I, I don't really smoke weed anymore. And I took an edible and I could not. It was for Wolverine. remember, Logan. Um, and I remember oh, I could that's not. That's a good one for that. Well, I couldn't pay attention to the movie because all the fucking waiters were like, running around. I was like all stoned and like watching them and watching like <laughs> how they're I'm like, oh, this is a crazy operation. I wonder how they're doing. <laughs> like I was like focused on the operation of how they did. Because it's my first time going to a theater like that. And then I was just like, fuck. I was like pissed. I was like, and they're wearing like white shirts too. I'm like, dude, there are these white things moving around constantly in the dark and I can see you. And I'm like, <laughs> I was I mean, wondering how that would be. Yeah, yeah. I've been
3: to one of those theaters, but nobody ordered anything. And I was like, would I be really disruptive to order something? And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 so. no,
4: it, is, it is. So just don't do it. I, I think won't. if it's an option, yeah, bring you want to do it. Your do it, jacket, do it like an
3: old school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm prepared. Yeah. He's but said, let's, yeah. let's uh we're 40 minutes in let's let's catch up a little bit let's yeah let's pass over so back at years. nine
0: nine years old what no <laughs> yeah
3: no. yeah mm, so yes, it was
2: the 90s
3: i want to just uh,
2: yes. i, I want to take beast the... War. i remember beast wars so well with my no,
3: hell yeah. <laughs> now i want to i want to uh put the flag where you guys started tech, or where you started tegmenta michael so when when did tegmenta begin
2: uh yeah um so uh before i started tegmentum i actually started a death metal band uh called ominous ruin
4: who are they um, oh, who's, who's the ominous ruin uh
2: yeah you know o- ominous ruin is just um yeah th- this little outfit um they're
4: like you know, more rock how, and know, roll though right they're more rock and roll more than they're like, yeah you know
2: yeah like more like hair metal worship you know um <laughs> Yeah, pretty. Like Stoner Doom. I thought it was Stoner Doom.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. their later <laughs> period.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, d- just pretty much like a faithful recreation of Twisted Sister.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh...
2: Very, very exactly. respectable. That, nothing like when I was in the band. That, mm. was, yeah. that was, you know.
4: It started out death metal, and then it just went kind of twisted sister as time went on and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I mean, you just got to pursue your truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kept. They kept two the two weeks
4: though. in a row, by the way. Two weeks in a row, Kevin Mueller last week was like, the Twisted Swi- to Sister, like at a yeah. hardcore show, the singer came out of Twisted Sister at a hardcore show, and then we like D doing Snyder? a cover at D Snyder that we don't want, we we aren't going to take it. And it was like people were crowd killing and stuff to D <laughs> Snyder, like singing that. And that's what Kevin was talking about last episode. But yeah, that's that's funny. Two in a row, we got a Twisted Shout Sister.
0: Next episode as well, saved music. we
4: got to get D Snyder ex- for my birthday. We'll get D Snyder. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. So you started uh, Ominous Druin. I did know yeah. this. Um, um and I wanted to at one point mention that you came up with the tuning that they still use. And I experimented with it the other day um on the eight string tuning. P Town the Strikes
0: do. Again is the sound killer.
3: Yeah. Um and I was hearing Joel explain to me why he liked it and I tried it and it was sick. And I'm wondering me? or no, uh Joel Guernsey joel oh, g okay. seven g's uh, seven g's yeah and anyway you know, so that was just something i wanted to mention at some point and uh you're still using that tuning in tegmentum is that
1: is that
2: I, the case? yeah or yeah i am so uh yeah i know what ominous ruin is doing with their tuning that they're playing eight string guitars and they're adding an extra high string um mm. and i did record our latest oh, record weird. even yeah, I did record our latest record evolvement that way. Um, but I will tell you that I have just switched back to regular seven strings.
4: Okay. Um, what do you what are you I, tuned I, as? It's okay. Uh,
2: it's a step step and a half down from oh, were you asking him or me?
4: No. <laughs> no, you you. you. I want to know so first of all, oh, what was okay. the uh what was the original the eight string Ominous rune tuning and what are you tuning to now?
2: Uh it's pretty much the same. Uh, but it's a okay. seven string. Uh, step and a half down from standard. Uh, okay. I go from I'll I'll, from, uh, I'll I'll switch from I'll will switch uh, from you know G sharp standard to drop F sharp. Um, okay. Uh, for for evolution, I pretty oh, much stayed in drop F sharp okay. for mm-hmm. for most of it. Uh, for material that I'm writing now, I'm kind of going back and forth again, you know, between those tunings. Um, yeah, you know, there there are just uh, certain ideas that sound better in a standard tuning than in a drop tuning. Um, every everything has its yeah, everything has its time and place, um, but in so any you case,
0: you ominous in Pacifica?
2: Yeah, I did off of Craigslist. I, uh, isn't that fucking oh,
0: crazy, dude? Yeah. I had no. Th- did yeah. we not talk about that on the ominous episode? Because that seems like something I would have remembered, dude. They did. That's pretty ominous. They did ominous.
2: mention that I. They did mention that I started it. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, I, at this point, I consider ominous rune now. Uh, being it's it's whole other thing, I, mm-hmm. it's own thing. I don't really have any claim to it. Um, right. You know, I I feel like Alex has taken that band in the direction that it it, it needed to go. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I necessarily had like the sensibilities to kind of bring it to where I originally wanted it to go, which was like a contender in the tech death scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was the driving force of it was that the tech, the tech death scene in 2009 was still really alive and well in the Bay area. And I wanted to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. I put it out there on Craigslist that I was looking to start a death metal band. Uh, will, will Catlett or Cartlett. Um, I forget what his last name is, but, uh, he responded to my ad. Um, and, uh, you know i i i'll never forget his his reaction to me because i'm like i i don't know i mean i was i was a, a pretty small guy pretty small kid um and i don't think he was expecting my baby face to like walk out of like the car that i drove in but yeah <laughs> he just sort of like i don't know if you've ever met will but like you know real guys guys social
4: media sort of,
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I think so. But anyway, yeah, his reaction was kind of taken aback a little bit, Um, but he just got out of like a
4: fucking, you got out of like Bigfoot, like a, like a got out of like a humongous truck and you're just all (laughs) with like bad to the bone playing. And he was like, whoa, digging back. What what were you driving? I want to know the the visual
0: of what happened.
2: It's a Toyota
4: Corolla, like <laughs> oh, dude, that's tough <laughs> as fuck. <dude.
0: laughs> no, I'm not laughing. At, I'm not laughing at the car. That's actually a very reliable car. I'm just laughing at yeah, he's like a, a, oh, it was Joel a, was that, expecting something much different than that. He's
4: like, well, you didn't that see him, 90, my face walking around with such a tough car. It's what I thought I yeah. heard, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: '99 Corolla lasted like 16 years, so yeah, dude. damn. I love no. no. Toyota is the most reliable. Yeah, um, yeah, but um, in any case, um, ominous ruin started on Craigslist. Uh, you know, prior to that, I had jammed with you know one other person. I jammed with a drummer uh, named Jay, and that was that was the original lineup. Um, we had uh, we were we started instrumental, recorded a two song demo to attract a vocalist we were successful we recruited adam Rosato, who is still the vocalist to this day for oh, yeah. ominous Journey. yeah um uh there there did come a point though where uh the, the dynamic uh just wasn't really working uh particularly between um you know uh the the original members it was just one of those instances where you can really surround yourself with like good people and just not really work well with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the reality of that original lineup. We all had different ideas of what we wanted to do, and when we wanted to do them. And I just uh, got pretty burned out. And I just found I wasn't as inspired to be involved anymore. So, Um, so I bowed out.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: at that, at that point, that's when they recruited Alex. Um, and, uh, I I remember, I remember the day I first met him, it was at, uh, hit wall studios. Uh, yeah, that's where we originally, yeah, that's where we were practicing. I met him for like a new year's Eve party or something. Um, just sort of that moment of just sort of being like, Hey, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the fucking guy who left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, you know that—that that was what it was. Uh, but, but I mean, did you, you,
4: know, did you it, chest bump him? I'm like, it's all, dude. What's <laughs> up? This my old parents, my old territory, dude. What, what are you, you come, trying to come around my territory? You're trying to ruin it, dude. It's, I'm like, when a, it's like when I ruin my Construct. I remember uh, odious Construct. Uh, they played when I first met those guys in Sacramento. I was living out there. They were like, I was all, what? Up? Like, uh, Gabe zebra was like walking me around he's like oh yeah this is blah blah from odious construct he's like what's up dude i'm blah blah from odious i'm like fuck yeah i'm joel from odious <laughs> like, and i just like, and then, just and like, like and then, then you guys then casey brand and came over and and he's like i'm really casey from odious i'm like we have casey from
0: odious too i know that that is a, a weird <laughs> <little> <laughs> like no you're not <laughs> and i was like no you're not bro like no,
4: no, no. Oh, i was super stoked they killed it yeah. but yeah no it's it's always interesting um i mean that's got to be interesting to to see or to meet a member i mean for me, I, you know, I left too, just like a decrepit and stuff. I left and I was trying to recruit people and teach them stuff. And cause I didn't want them to like have a hiccup from it, but meeting your replacements kind of like, what? It's a little like that, even though like it was people that I re- like Derek Boyer took my spot in the beginning and I was like, Oh, like taught him some shit or showed him some stuff. He could teach me all day. But, um, but then it was like, you know, people after that. And it's, it's funny to like, to meet your replacement. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's not like bad or good. It's just, a, uh, it's a, it's your ex-girlfriend's you new boyfriends, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah yep. it's, it's Weirdly. Weird. Exactly. Yeah. Exa- yeah. It's the same kind of vibe, but it's like, yeah. I'm stoked. Cause you know, keep it going, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like do your Isn't thing. It weird. Man, I've stoked. known
0: both my replacements yeah. before I replaced I that them.
4: You haven't met your new replacement though. I'm just kidding. That's, a bad, <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, right. it, was a good, it was a good joke. It was a good time <laughs> joke.
3: Nice. All right. Rude. So, so past odious. how long until Tegmentum gets off the ground?
2: Not long not long after that. Um yeah, I after after I had left, um I uh it, it was around the time I I started uh, state um and I was, you know, I yeah, I remember I wasn't um, cold-blooded. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't um, sure I wanted to, like, do music again right away. Uh, I, was, I was feeling pretty burned out, you know. Um, yeah. Not really sure what I wanted out of music. Um, and then Adam actually uh, slid an opportunity my way uh, because I guess he was, like, friends with um, the first vocalist of Rings of Saturn like on on okay. social media and i guess he put it out there that he was looking for um a guitarist uh so after that i um i contacted him i showed him a little bit of what i did in ominous ruin and uh we we kind of uh went back and forth uh for a little while um yeah we we wanted to start a band um his uh his girl at the time uh I, a drummer by the name name of Paige Baxter. Uh, she was she was the drummer for this group, and uh, she's actually the reason why um, I found Tegmentum. Um, because one day we were we we were we were practicing, and she was thumbing through a medical dictionary, and we were we were trying to like workshop names, and so she came across Tegmentum, and, and so you know, she said it out loud, and so I have two tenets when picking a band name: it just needs to be easy to say, easy to remember. Um, what perhaps we're debating whether the easy to say part is
1: uh,
0: <laughs>
2: fulfilled? <laughs> uh, based, yeah, based on our uh, discussion before this. Uh, I just—that's just my
0: uh, my uh, what would be the term for that? My. I'm just paranoid about how I, I and then i end up messing words up all the time anyways and not really care in the moment but i always it's the pre-show thing where i'm like i gotta say all these people's names and say their band name and i gotta say my name and i gotta say their name and I just, it all like makes my brain get all crazy even though if i just yeah. took a deep breath and just realized like i can point at yeah. each person if i look like a doofus it doesn't matter i'm still like okay that's that person that's that person that's that person right yeah yeah.
2: well i mean i was i was pretty surprised to find out that i was pronouncing a necrophagist uh wrong i think i pronounced it wrong that's
4: actually that's correct that's correct
0: isn't it I mean, necrophagist i've heard necrophagist yeah, I, I, I know it sounds funny that, get- that,
4: that, that that's that's yeah. actually actually you're right that's it because i remember like touring with them and i was like well yeah. necrophagist sounds way sicker but uh how is it actually right. pronounced and Mohammed was like
0: it's necrophagist yeah. like, okay well i
4: wouldn't i wouldn't it's I mean, different
0: <laughs> it's, it's Whatever. More, it doesn't make you feel proper saying it over here but over there that's proper you know Exactly. I mean, it's better all ne- ne- necrophagist. necrophagist. I still say necrophagist safe, but... is at it's
4: necrophagist just... is sounds is, I mean like has a cool I, phonetic I, to it. Yeah. I, I just feel know. better
1: yeah, even it has, if it's that, wrong. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the people going like, you know, after they were like on the top for a little while of tech stuff, they were, people are were like, dude, I can't wait to see necrophagist. They're going to be so... <laughs> hey, <he's... laughs> People would say like the most My famous pronouncing one... and I was like, what was yours?
0: uh kafarnum. kafarnum, Kafarnum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, which one is right?
5: <laughs> it's it's kaf- Kafarnum. I, it is I kafarnum. heard uh, Swikal say it. It's Kafarnum. I'm pretty sure. I think it is Kafarnum. No,
0: it
4: is. Yeah, I think
0: you're right. I heard, wait, did we already Swickoff's, go over this on the um, show? Did Did yeah. Mongrain uh confirm, I think so. Confirm for us. I don't. I can't remember.
4: I think hefey I just have so much something.
0: trauma from you guys making fun of me that I still feel like I'm wrong. Well, because you fuck right. up
4: everything with the words, so it was like, <laughs> might as well make you feel like that's why. As as, as, as like a joke, I said. I feel. Like, I just oh, feel like mem- wrong.
0: <laughs> My memories are like me standing in a circle. You guys throwing things at me for saying. It how wrong, do you guys pronounce
4: anything? Chuck's last name? Uh, Chuck from Death. What do you say Schilder. for his last name? Scholdener. So Scholdener is like I think what you're supposed to say. Was Scholdener? Scholdener. That's how I. Say have you heard
5: Soul Diner? Mm-hmm.
4: Oh I I've, I've heard people okay. say that before. I've heard so, people say that.
5: I've spoken with uh Chris Ryfford who is, you know, the first drummer and he's now in autopsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. told me it's Chuck Soldiner. That's apparently the real way to pronounce
4: it. Yeah. And I did uh, that before that. Oh yeah, yeah. Soldiner. Yeah. I and I that. saw
5: it Yeah, and I saw an interview with him and um Chris Barnes on on uh, YouTube one day and he said, "Yeah, I'm Chuck Soldier. I'm like, "Oh."
4: Shit. He <laughs> all, Chris, all, Chris all, Barnes. He's all, all They're
5: fucking sh- with me, yeah.
4: He's old Shuck <laughs> 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 But But, uh, no, that's, I mean, that's, there's a bunch of, like, and also, too, like, with, with Mohammed and Necrophages, there's, there's German involved, too. So they're, like, they're saying things, we don't say the things that, you know, like, we don't pronounce things the same way as a, a, someone that leans, learns German first and then learns English second, you know, like, there's...
0: Yeah, we There's just had Frederick kind of from things, Surruption on and he I had to ask him how he would pronounce something and he says it's so different like you could tell like their mouths just do different things when they say words, you know. It's yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. We'd have to practice the actual movements like give me a camera and show me what your tongue's doing at this point, you well, know. Well,
4: we we have the laziest dialect I think in all of America, like all of the world, like as far as like like west coast california we're just like fucking uh we're like we don't even like we don't even try to like pronounce things really and, it, and like you know it's kind of like a stony kind of like method of trying to pronounce things i think is kind of and we we stick by it we're like no nope, dude, fuckin'. dude and like
0: i think what it is is like you're looking at me right now and my mouth's barely even moving you know <laughs> Just, I yes. think it's like we're um, trying to keep our faces from not moving as much as we want them to, you know, or don't want them to. All right. That's yeah, a, yeah that,
2: that, that's a thing. Um, you know, I, so there, there was this video I saw a little while ago that actually pinpoints uh, one of the most important things that makes a Californian have an accent. Um, so do me a favor. Say Santa Ana.
0: Santa Ana,
2: yeah, it, oh, Santa
0: Ana, you're talking about like Santa Ana, Santa Ana, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, Californians don't really pronounce their T's,
0: T's, they turn them D's kind of Santa, yeah, Santa, yeah, Santa, just, Santa or N's almost right Santa with the way Santa I said it, it's eliminated Santa completely. It's just Santa Cruz, Anna. exactly, yeah, yeah, it was just Santa Cruz. Cruz. Santa, Santa, Santa Cruz I'm going to Santa, Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz, dude. I totally, yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. to Santa, yeah. Santa yeah. Cruz, but when you, you guys want to go yeah. to Santa Cruz with me. In in regular conversation I definitely do that, but when you put me on the spot say pronounce this, I'm like, I gotta fucking say it right. But yeah, I totally just like Santa Ricky. (laughs) It's it's, uh, my favorite is Carlos Santa Santa, Santa, dude. (laughs) 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 I don't say Santa Claus either. maybe I do say Santa Claus. We
4: choose which cheese we decide to pronounce. It's not like like Santana, I'll say Santa like Santana actually lived. Like r- close to me recently, I guess so I've just found this out. But I'm like, oh, Carlos Santana. I'm not like gonna be like, Carlos Santana, Santana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, we choose certain things when we get like, like. Well, I live in Aptos, and like, people go like, oh, dude, you're fucking Aptos. Like, fucking. A- <laughs> whenever people say Aptos, I'm like, okay, cool. So <laughs> you're not from here. Um Boardwalks that way. <laughs> they <laughs> like, they got yeah. it from
3: Google Google Maps lady, <laughs> yeah. explained them the language
4: yeah <laughs> that's I mean, funny yeah. The, the language part but anyways <laughs> we got to start moving on to other people because we got i mean we could do yeah. an hour each um, I, guess, I know yeah i guess so i uh, was
5: we, we're, we're <laughs> old right we're-
2: we still need to have another yeah, 10 no, years for him. We finally no, we
0: finally got to eleven. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, the reason why this happened is because we normally lately, long time for a long time, we've been just doing like one person episodes, and then the full band episodes are starting to happen again, and we're still like in the mindset of like digging in on one yeah. person, you know. But gotcha. um i can definitely say
2: this distinctly um i, I can speed run an explanation uh, yeah and
0: i also want to know about how we ran into each other real quick and then we can move on to everybody else oh i
2: can oh well actually uh as far as the timeline goes we're kind of in that point
0: uh okay, so cool.
2: i don't know if you remember a little video store called california super video
0: oh yeah dude
2: yeah i was i don't know if you remember a moody kid behind the counter uh who wore like a oh, that was you. Shirt.
0: Yeah, okay. we definitely we have <laughs> talked. Okay. I, I definitely talk, remember talking to the kid at that store wearing the metal shirts, dude. Yep. Yep, okay. I do remember that. Yep. And you probably told me that I'm fucking late. My late fees are like $73.23 oh. <laughs> or something. And I I'd be like, oh, dude, but, but like technical death metal, dude. Like, how sick is this? Let me just <laughs> keep going with this rental Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> um, i wouldn't
2: be i wouldn't be surprised if i did you uh, <laughs> wow
0: yeah dude, <laughs> was, everybody everybody talked about blockbuster but we were all about the local mom and pop you oh, know yeah. california video and that oh, was yeah i could walk there from my house that i grew up at like the local
4: mom and pop taco bell on the fucking beach you know (laughs) always
0: hit the horror section wish the horror section was bigger but i'd always hit that one first and yeah yeah
2: Yeah, you know uh when i think about it maybe not the best kind of first job to like set the tone for the professional world uh looking back but but no no regrets as they say Uh, yeah yeah that's cool dude yeah yeah so you know that that was our brief run in um, and then, and then of course I worked next I worked next door to the round table where the basis of suicide silence uh yeah
4: who's that yeah
0: that's our um, homie <laughs>
4: yeah he's, he's like literally yeah. texting me right now about a football pool <laughs> <laughs> he's like going to bet, oh, you want we, bet? You want to <laughs> we just had
0: pat we just had pat on last week his younger brother came on cuz he's with oh, yeah. Kevin it's isn't this strange how like all these yeah, inner leaving yeah. things happen. Yeah, yep. you remember remorseless and yeah, that, they probably fucking
4: hated you guys. Like fucking I mean Terra Nova, the like the jock fucking school versus the art school. Like <laughs> you guys I mean, I've I've like gone to Terranova or not gone there, but I've like driven by it. And I'm like, Jesus, like a brand like brand new field, like they're just like football, football, football. Yeah, when you think like a
2: proper... when you think like a proper. High school, yeah. like in yeah. Terra Nova, like we beat the shit out of them Terra football. I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> you know, football townies.
1: Yeah,
2: fucking Terra Nova.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I had a bunch it of friends sucks. that went to
0: Oceana, but I also swam on a swim team at Oceana. I I actually knew my way around your school quite a bit.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah I liked Oceana. I I thought it was cool. I I liked. Um, you know, a lot of programs that offered and, um, it had like a senior project, which, um, sort of like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sort of conditioned you to like do research projects properly. And that was, and that was awesome. Um, so what was, that the, was, can you
4: describe really cool. what Oceana was? And like, he said artistic, what does that mean? Like an artistic high school?
2: Like theater, <laughs> um, theater. I think it was like, I think it's technically
4: a charter school. Um, if I'm not. Okay, a, if okay. I'm not a, okay.
0: yeah, I was just going to yeah. say alternative ty- style. Like... Alternative is
4: where you send people that get expelled though. Those are like no. The... Like, alternative uh,
1: yeah. is not. Like that's Thornton or something.
0: That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's an alternative. Or no, Reardon. or Reardon's not. Thornton is definitely one that plenty of kids that didn't make it or couldn't make it through high school just ended up going there. Well, back in the 70s and 80s and
4: 90s there used to be technical high schools, speaking of technical death metal, and mm-hmm. they like mm-hmm. would would focus on like seven different subjects and be like pick one and go into it. It's kind of like almost like a college. They'd be like, "All right, you're focusing on this subject." And then go in there and which is a way better way of doing high school, I think. I don't think that just, it like, was like
0: Oceana could just be treated as like a regular high school, I guess, for yeah. certain students, but there were like the more creative side of things was just more enhanced and more like available yeah. at that school yeah. like more uh,
4: european almost because you know knowing erland and all these like people that have grown up in sweden and, and Norway yeah. and stuff like they'd have like like you go to high school they would like you want to study music and they're like fuck yeah and they would just go like yeah. push the arts on them and they would pay for it <laughs> you know like the government yeah we had a
2: thing called interim week that was cool you could take like a cooking class um i did graveyard investigation at uh at one point during my time there that was pretty cool going to yeah different uh, different graveyards (laughs) uh around the bay area um investigation
0: what kind of investigation
2: i just you know um like uh you, you like what was one of the things um there's there's um a public place called the Human Organ in San Francisco, where basically, I guess, when they were transporting the mausoleums from San Francisco to Daly uh, to um, San uh, San Bruno, um, is that where the where all the cemeteries are? No, uh, Colma. What it,
0: Colma. Colma. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Colma. Uh, yeah. Um, some. I think there's more dead people there than
0: alive people. Much more dead people than alive people that live in that city. Jesus.
2: Yeah, I worked at the community center uh, there for a little while, um, and yep, yeah, yeah, pretty much I worked uh, pretty much exclusively funerals. Um, so yeah, but um, but in any oh. case, uh, yeah, so so some of the mausoleums broke in transit when from San Francisco to Colma. So an artist uh got grant money for a project to turn it into a kind of um you know a kind of public place so i don't know if you've heard of the human organ um at all but it's kind of
0: yeah, in uh, i'm
5: interested yeah
2: uh, yeah um you know that kind yeah. of
5: i know what he's talking about because at a certain time in uh, san francisco there were displays of like dead people but they were like, chopped up and like what do you call it in slices you had like slice like
0: but that was oh, like was...
4: yeah that's there what uh vanessa works. that's what vanessa works for uh it's that uh the human body exhibit is that the one where they they take the skin off and have all the the shows your whole like uh i can't think of the goddamn word. it's kind of it's like assist- an x through. you get a and snapshot that, yeah. of like slices of your of the of human yeah, body that's, and i remember that's seeing from... stuff
5: like that and so i'm assuming that's what you're talking about right balls yep
4: yeah, yeah yeah it's from uh yeah, germany i think, I think that, that yeah 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 anyway sorry yeah go ahead
2: yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah um so that's part of it and then the other the other thing that the actual like um Monument, I guess you could call it itself. Um, so it's it's built it, it's built next to the ocean, and as water goes through the cavities, it pushes air out of other cavities, and it kind of can create you know musical musical overtones. Oh, cool! Um, nice. So it's a so it's a human organ. Um, uh, so that that was kind of part of that cemetery investigation class, Whoa. and also also finding graves of like notable people. Like, I guess San Francisco had like a mayor who was just like a crazy homeless guy that uh, kept insisting he was the mayor and he got a bunch of like free stuff. Um, and so he was also. Before
4: the he, internet, I, you know, he couldn't research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Sorry, like, little unique things like that. Um, but in any That's case, cool. I can get back to speed running the timeline. Oh, uh, yeah, right, go for later. it. Do it. Okay. Get it. Uh, all right. So, um, things with the band with uh, Peter Pavlok. Um, And uh, Paige Baxter Baxter, um, didn't didn't work out. Um, I had to refocus on some things that were going on in my life uh, that took me away, Um, you know, health related stuff and, you know, uh, finishing my degree. Um, And uh, I I went to SF State for uh, audio. Uh, not to not to get a job, but I just wanted to be a more competent artist. I think at that point I had gotten burned by a couple of engineers uh, who, you know, didn't really care about what what I was doing. Um, I mean, no one is going to care about your music as much as you do, but yeah. but this these were a couple of instances where we we lost money and it really fucking sucked. And I wanted to learn how to be able to record myself halfway decently. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's why I went to SF State and took the audio classes there um, just to get those tools under my belt. I graduated, uh, had a great time. I I, I really love my time in that department. And to sort of... I don't know, to kind of like honor my time in that department, I had six years worth of material that I was sitting on and I wanted to put what I learned into practice. So that's how I came to um, write, record, and release the first record of Tegmentum called Passage. Um, Okay. And uh, yeah, so that was released in 2015. Um, And just speaking purely to the facts about what happened after that uh i after i put it out there it got the attention of some people in the bay area uh kenji was one of them uh or actually before kenji before kenji it was ontogeny actually ontogeny uh yeah Nate, nate heard my record and he reached out to me, if I'm remembering right, and he put it out there that ontogeny was looking for a second guitarist and invited me to try out. And um, and uh, so I did, uh, I did for, um, I, I I sat in on a couple of their practices, uh, but it was another one that didn't quite pan out. Um, I, I, I can say that Nate is the reason why I picked the way that I do now. Um, Hmm. He originally, originally the way that I picked and the way that I recorded was like this. I don't know why it just like it made James sense that, field... to to, yeah, that to me. Like, yeah. 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 I guess. So. Yeah. Um, I played it this way because this there is how you're... I learned how to do pinch harmonics. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Just like uh, play, playing it this way. Um, and then he said, like, I don't I don't get what you're doing with your with your pick but you're supposed to hold, hold it with your index finger said, so, okay, cool. So I'm just like, you know, I, I started doing that. I started playing that way. And, um, and then he saw that. And I was just like, look, man, I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting better. It's like, no, no, you're supposed to hold your pick like this. And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> this, this like makes, I, I don't understand how this is supposed to work. Um, and then at that point, I, I think their goal was to tour um, two months from that point. But learning how to pick this way required me essentially to like relearn my instrument. And mm-hmm. um, given, the level, given the level that ontogeny on writes their riffs, um, it wasn't really something that I saw myself being able to do. Uh, so, <clears throat> so uh, you know, I ended up uh, passing up on the opportunity. Um, yeah, he ended up uh, stealing Kenji... me instead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that's how come I, I met Kenji because uh, at that point he had joined the band proper, and uh, and so we kept in touch. And uh, he wanted to um, he he wanted to do more with Tegmentum. Uh He you know he got us in contact uh, with a drummer that he knew, um, and we sort of and we sort of stayed an in instrumental lineup. For, um, for a few years. Uh, played, show, played shows that way. Uh, sometimes our drummer wasn't available, so uh, Kenji and I would make it work uh, between the two of us, uh, just playing the backing tracks. Um, those days I'm fond of because it's like, those days of like cutting your teeth. Um, I've always kind of had the attitude that like Mastodon has had about their music that you just, you have to be ready for like, You know, you have to be ready to play the shows to nobody, and we did that. Mm -hmm. Like there was a show where we played to the sound guy, and he left in the middle of our Uh, of our set. Yeah, yeah. at the uh, honey, the beehive lounger. The honey hive, honey hive in San Francisco. The honey hive, yeah, yeah, the honey hive. Um, Yeah,
0: you just gotta Uh, uh, change your mind to this is practice. Once that happens, you know, this is just. Treated I, like no other jam. I mean,
3: it's yeah. That, you that's know, how we
2: thought
3: of it. At least the sound guy like stayed till you started. Like we had a show where the sound guy showed up and then left during our setup, so we like literally couldn't even. And there was no one else there, oh, so yeah. it didn't really matter. But like we couldn't even finish setting up without him, you know? Like so.
5: Well, to was... correct that story, it's actually it wasn't the sound guy. It was actually the merch guy from the other band. Oh. That left halfway through. Mm. So oh, okay. Technically, yeah. yeah, it was we played nobody. And we had our friend that showed up once the last note hit and he was like, Hey, did I miss it? And like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> and went to
0: the bar right after that. Yeah. 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 yeah, We all have yeah. those stories, guys and gals. That's just the way it is, man. Any day of playing a show yeah, right. underground metal.
3: Any day exactly. playing a show is better than a day not playing a show. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who shows up, so yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah Definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um well in any case, um, so uh we the original lineup sort of continued on like that for a little while. Um and uh so when it got time to uh think about new material, at that point I had written I had written a a draft of what is now our record evolvement. And we were talking about what we wanted I brought it forth as an instrumental record, um, and it was at this point. It was at this point uh, in the band where uh, the rest, you know, the rest of the band pretty much made it known that they wanted something else. They they wanted it to be like a band with a front person. Um, you know, if if you know, if we're gonna go forward making new material, like you know, they they wanted a band that like represented what they wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh and the main thing was the main thing was a vocalist um so i remember i had this crazy idea to like okay like maybe maybe i could play with that idea a bit and i could have a vocal a different vocalist on each song like i'm i'm gonna give that a try and Mm -hmm. at that point i Chelsea had sent me a friend request on Facebook and uh, I think she uh, I, I think she was like making connections and like the scene and stuff like that and um, and I had seen that she put it out there that she was looking for um, she was looking for session work and so I took advantage of that and I reached out um, I had I had a, uh, a single that I had recorded um, about a couple of years before I reached out to her, um, so I shared her I shared her that and said, "Hey, we were we're gonna re-record this song for our record," um, and uh, made the offer uh, for her to be on it. Uh, and she took me up on it. Uh, we met up at Fang Studios in San Mateo, California, uh, where she just fucking killed it that day. Uh, and you know it was really cool. There was there was a vibe and. Uh, we just kind of went back and forth uh, a little bit after that. And we uh, we all just sort of felt, um, or rather she put it out there that she was interested in joining in on a more permanent basis. Um, and uh, everybody, everybody was cool with that. So uh, Chelsea officially joined on. Um, we continue working on the record. Things with our uh, drummer at the time weren't working out. And we were put in a position where we... Um, needed uh, live drums. So at that point uh, uh, Andrew Baird had just started doing session work and he was looking for more clients. Um, I had met him I had met him once I met him at the Black Passage uh, CD release show because he had done drums for them. Uh, He had done drums for their record and so he was there uh, watching them and uh, we got to talking. Um, he was actually uh, standing with Alex uh, because he had also done drums for Ominous Ruin too. Um, and so we, he explained more about what he's hoping to do uh, with his session work. Um, and so I just sort of like cataloged that, uh, you know, kept, that kept that in the back of my mind, uh, if ever I had the opportunity. Um, and so when the time came, I reached out to him and uh, you know, had this album that we needed drums for. And, uh, and he, yeah, he, he took on the job. Uh, Andrew and I went back and forth, uh, working out the drums and, uh, and then from there, Andrew and I connected about other things, you know, we connected a lot about like, uh, about health, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Th- things like this, um, I think mm-hmm. we played game, we, we played, uh, uh, we played games a lot too, um. And uh, that was cool. And shout to Andrew real quick. I lo- uh,
4: shout. I got to shout Andrew out because he's mm-hmm. really cool. About one thing I love about his uh, him as a person is that he's really interested in making sure everyone's okay and working on mental health and stuff like that. And I've I've mm-hmm. I've uh, I've had you know a lot of you know conversations with him on the side and stuff. And man, like guy like I gives a shit like more than right. anyone yeah. about like other people like more than I've I've seen in in the metal community. Like he's really, con- like if you have an issue if, if if you're a fan of stuff he's done and you hit him up and be like, I am struggling with things. He will fucking go direct in and help you. Like that's one thing I, I absolutely was floored by that guy. He's a great human being. Ditto. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I, I really value that about him too. Um, yeah. You know, I, I certainly feel very, comfortable and safe talking about, uh, very real stuff with him. Um, you know, knowing that he's a very active listener and a very Mm -hmm. active participant, um, when talking about sensitive stuff about like health, wellness, uh, stuff like that, uh, we, we connected a lot about, uh, on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, when it, when it came time for him to work with the rest of the band, um, he just, he liked the vibe. And so he wanted to stick around more. Um, he wanted to stick around on a more, uh, permanent, permanent basis. Um, so yeah, I, you know, one day he hits me up and he just says that he, you know, would like to, you know, be a part of this in a more permanent way. And, uh, I, that was a pretty good day. Uh, <laughs> I, I, really yeah. wasn't expect I really wasn't expecting that. I, was um really you know i mean i was going in with the attitude of just like honoring our original agreement which was just like you, you know you're doing this record for us um you know it's it's session work um i i just kind of like you know kept my expectations uh on that level um and uh yeah no i mean he yeah maybe he appreciated that and uh and so he he's now our drummer Um, and yeah, that pretty much brings us to now. Um, we got the, we got the record done, uh, and there, there was like some time between completing it and getting it scheduled. Um, oh, okay. So we, so after the record was done, we, I, I made this, um, very concerted effort to get label support for it. Um, mm-hmm. it, we all, we were all, after discussing it, we all agreed that that was the direction we wanted to go in, mainly because with a label, uh, you are more likely to get opportunities to play shows, uh, get onto tours. Um, it, re- it really helps with credibility that way. Um, also, uh, in regards to distri- distribution too, um, if you get a good deal, uh, you know, you could... Even if you even if you score a deal with a small label, a small label will pretty much get you most of everything you need, you know, uh, in regards to distribution and, and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I I prepared I, I prepared uh, an electronic press kit. Uh, I had the album to share via SoundCloud, and I sent this all to like eighty different labels. I just. I I just went on to Encyclopedia Metallum looked up every active and relevant label that could, that could possibly be a match for us. Um, And uh, I think we heard, we ultimately heard back from like four. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. One, one of them uh, offered us a deal, but it wasn't really what we were looking for. Um, It wasn't really a great deal. Uh, One of them was definitely a scam. and uh, there's, I'd be surprised if there wasn't at least one. But, uh, you know, we had, we had this plan that if we didn't hear anything for three months, we would, we would switch gears to a self-release strategy. And mm-hmm. at that point, we had started making moves towards that. And we put out a big promo for our record. Uh, it, it was like the 60-second clip. Of a breakdown from a track called Genetic Assimilation, uh, we we put that out there, advertising ourselves, and I suppose that's when we found out that uh, a man by the name of Marco Barbieri was keeping an eye on us to see what we would do. And Marco Barbieri uh, is the um, you know he's the uh, founder of M Theory Audio, uh, and uh, he was formerly the president of Century Media. Um,
4: That's right. That's right. I've, I've heard that name a million times. Yeah.
2: Got yeah. 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 So former president of Century Media, um, uh, he originally was going to retire from music, but then I guess he started this label, um, you know, just as a side thing, um, which then became more of a serious thing. And he, based on the promo that we did and his connection to Kenji and Chelsea um, Kenji works with Marco a lot on videography stuff. Uh, he had met Chelsea um, on a tour that Donna Verberos did with a band called Vinnercy, um, uh which is uh, M Theory Audio's uh, biggest band. Um, so mm-hmm. he reached he reached out to us. We went back and forth, you know, about um, you know about a uh, about a deal, and um, and then yeah, it, it it's pretty much. Just kinda of logistical stuff after that. Uh we got on the books, we did our due diligence, dotted our eyes, you know, dotted our eyes and umlauts. And uh there was this uh there was this period where I feel like we could all kind of like take a breather for a little bit. And that sort of brings us to now, um, where we have we have Singles coming out. We have our album release to anticipate. Uh, we have this tour that's coming up next week, um, and I think that pretty much brings us to the present. So, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. fuck yeah! All right, nice, cool. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys. In-
1: <laughs>
0: no, no. No, 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 no. I want to get into uh, Chels. You, uh, I'm just kidding. You guys met in San San Mateo. So, where'd you grow up, Chelsea?
6: Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area as well. Uh, what Bay- city? Bay Area- uh, Livermore is where I spent oh, Okay. My time, but, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah.
6: Valley uh, kids. So, um, uh, you want me to talk? Yeah. About- I've, as far, I mean,
4: you can go like what you started with because I've Donovor or or I've been drinking. Ouroboros. <laughs> I, I know that uh, that's been a band that we've seen. You know, go through. I mean, I've seen you guys play in San Jose. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been in, in bands growing up. Like, talk about. You know, just how you got into music and stuff like that. And what got you into to, to going, being a, a female death metal singer. Like, I mean, not saying that, not to bring the gender thing into it, but it is it is mostly, a you know, it's a bunch of dudes that are sweaty. Is and like, fascinating I mean, they're gross. to us. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it, no, so it's, it's like fascinating because re- I'm seeing, like, so many females. Pop up. That's awesome. Doing it right now. Yeah. And I'm loving it because it was, it was like, more it was it was definitely more and that's of a rarity back in the day also like, the I most annoying seeing...
4: question too I, I i know like no cheney's like my you know one of my good friends and stuff and like she's like every fucking interview they're just like what's it like being a female so, i'm like shit i just asked it right off the bat <laughs> 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 she's gonna kick my ass about that but anyways um... <laughs> yeah yeah talk talk about uh your upbringing and stuff and how you got to your oh, point yeah. now
6: um, so, I, I mean, I come from a family where music was prioritized, for sure. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that, like, there wasn't, like, guitar playing or metal, really. It was more, mm-hmm. uh, like, big band, jazz band, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I played flute like a dweeb for many years. Yeah, yeah. No, and, yeah. then, um, you know, I always loved singing. That was, like, my escape, my happy place as a kid. So... You know if you had asked three-year-old chelsea what she wants to do when she gets older it'd be be a vocalist be a singer so here i am kind of living out that dream on the sidelines but
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
6: i picked metal so not the best <laughs> <laughs> <creative> <laughs> career within doing vocals but um you know i i have grown to love it obviously i wasn't screaming death metal at three years old so right. my, my taste and ability has evolved throughout my lifetime. And, um, you know, the band... That the was,
0: focus of being the front person of a band was still always there.
6: Um, I wouldn't say so much the, the front person. To be honest, like, I grew up super shy, and I, like, just wanted to sing. I didn't really want to be, like, okay. the center of attention at all. And, like, that was definitely something learned. I wouldn't say that I want to be the center of attention now. I'm pretty quiet and, like, methodical more so. But, um,
1: mm-hmm.
6: you know, I definitely enjoy doing vocals and it's a big part of who i am and without it i don't feel like i'm complete so i have to do it um out of just sheer passion and like uh just loving it all together and so what really got me into metal i had a older brother that you know i would say my first encounter with finding stuff on our shared itunes back in the day was like cradle of filth you know and like yeah this is fucking sick and like you know my brother was like that devil shit like whatever and whatever but um it's kind of like where it started but the band that really inspired me to start trying to do vocals when i was like 16 17 was uh as i lay dying
4: okay Okay.
6: you know obviously now there's a lot of yeah, he was like
4: an actual killer, though. Like, yeah, So,
6: you know, <laughs> it, it's weird, but yeah, I definitely started there. I think Tim Lambesis, even though he's crazy, he was like a really good mid-range vocalist for metalcore. Oh. I, arguably, I mean, I still think they're the best metalcore band, despite everything that's gone. What now. was their
0: first uh, full-length called? I remember having that one. Something about collapse or.
2: Honestly, uh, I have not. Has, has words collapse or something?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Thank you,
6: yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's bad. I just talked about how I used to love them. <laughs> They're
0: it's also like my round favorite round
6: band
1: ever. Gorgeous, in like a... colors, no, no, I don't love them anymore,
6: word. but, you know, they, they definitely helped me get off the ground with trying to do vocals, and I think starting in that mid-range was really important to mm-hmm. be successful because, for me, that was where I had the easiest time doing mm-hmm. that type of vocals. And I built my way out now with um, Tegmenum, there's a lot of the lower range and mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like the guttural stuff that I throw in there for fun and then Could
4: you uh real quick to not sorry to cut you off, but like no. when you're going from the mid range singing, so let's say like, you know, your voice isn't naturally low, so you have a mid range like voice, I mean, to, to scream and, and do that, but how do you how do you work towards lows if your voice isn't like necessarily like it's not like freight train from you know like fucking origin where he's like a 350 pound huge man you know he could just do everything it's like how do you go to lows when your voice is like naturally a little bit more high
6: uh for me i just took time and practice to play around with what i was working with to Mm. expand out my range on either end and um yeah i would just say. I honestly don't know <laughs> I like yeah, just, I, I just managed
0: to do Did it, it, did it unlock did it unlock something with like your talking voice too? Can you like talk a <laughs> lower range than you used to be able to because it um, like, like it cracks something open when you did a guttural?
6: Not really, but I, I've always been like good at doing like character voices and voiceover stuff. Okay. So. She started doing like, Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I've been playing around with some like overtone singing lately, like throat. So, from your
4: diaphragm, right? Where you have to like, I don't throat get when singing. they say diaphragm. <laughs> when, they, when people talk about like uh, like vocal coaches for metal, they're like, sing from your stomach. It and does, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah,
0: weird. It the gives like, you okay, that sing, way. Sing. <laughs> you can actually, from my you, if you focus, it really does like come from your. Sternum. And every
4: vocalist that has, has like that I know that's like you know like like White Chapels and those bands like when they learned to sing from like a certain like the, from your sternum or something instead of your throat, they're like they can tour and just keep doing that like every night and it's fine you know so yeah. it's, it's yeah. I've never like I literally I'll, I'll do a growl and start coughing after like probably like five seconds you know so like learning the sternum it's... thing is like definitely something I've always been interested in but I've never wanted to learn how to do death metal vocals because you can tell
0: a performance how much like i i could be like oh i was like too much throat throat yeah yeah
4: yeah i mean um i mean like what you said too though for me like getting into bands and stuff i was i'm 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 shy i mean i don't want to be the center of attention that's like my nightmare is being the center of attention and for you we used to put a mic be- in front
0: of him and he would just not use
4: it <laughs> <laughs> that's true i mean every now i mean i was playing like audio stuff they're like do you want to do backup vocals i like, well, dude just
0: growl with me at this one part <laughs> and be like okay and then cool, the dude. Show, cool. i'd look at him and he wouldn't do it well <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm all sick dude <laughs> 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 like i couldn't do it so i was like um but anyways like yeah getting that um Shit, I had a train of thought and it went Sorry, dude. Sorry, Jesus. I derailed you, son of a gun. Um, (laughs) no, I know it happens. But uh, no, getting that. Um, you know, what I was saying is like, so I I actually chose bass. I'm a guitar player, but it was like I want to play bass for these bands because I'm so in the background. that I don't want to be like front and center. So for you being a vocalist, but then being like I want to be in the background, it's almost like, what was that like transition like? Because you are in the front and center, and I know one of my best friends, Jared, uh, archaic is kind of like, he's kind of a mellow kind of quiet guy, but like, he has to like talk to the crowd and he's like, well, you guys want to do sick? You know, like, he, <laughs> he, I know that he's kind of like, you know, I've, I've had many, you know, he's asked me like, what should I do? I'm like, kind of like, you know, it feels weird for him to be front and center. I know he's not that, he doesn't have that ego to be like front and center. Yeah. So like, so how does it work for you having that, Non-ego to be front and center, but having to be front and center?
6: Uh, I think at this point, I've had a lot of practice between Mm -hmm. all the bands I've been in. And, um, you know, I just kind of channel into a different part of my persona to... Be more likable on stage. Is nobody wants to watch somebody looking like they're having the worst night of their life? You looking know? Like,
4: down, like All right, this next one's called <laughs> fucking. I don't give you know, a fuck.
6: Facing Andrew the whole <laughs> set or something weird. You know, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. actually pretty active. Um, like I run around like crazy. Actually, oh, you do I for sure. A yeah, lot yeah. of time. If I can hear myself, I should say. If the sound engineer sucks, screw you. You messed my setup because I have to just stand there and like really focus but that was
0: really suck when you can't hear yourself as yeah. a because then that becomes the throaty Foc- that's thing the focus. Push it, over pushing yeah you're pushing oh no, yeah. you're like
6: panicking like can other people hear me can the crowd hear me i can't you're, even you're going me.
0: off a of feeling that isn't always something that's accurate you know
6: mm-hmm. yeah it's just you're i'm way more likely to feel like Oh, I overused my voice tonight. If I can't hear myself, that yeah,
0: way. I definitely, definitely now I'm reliving. It. I just had like a, I had to take a deep <laughs> breath there because those parts <laughs> really suck when that happens. It's so You're
1: like, sucks. yeah. You're
0: like the monitors don't work. I'll be my own
4: monitors and just scream like ten yeah, oh, times dude. harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's that's right. Do, that's I do that, that, thought, that
6: dramatic you... earplug a lot, you know. So are
4: you guys? You guys? Uh, I mean, nowadays. Um, you know, the in-ear monitors, I think it's probably the way to go. But also too, if you're working with like a house sound and doing house stuff, then you're like, Hey, we have this thing. There's like this, like huge guy with like a beard going like, fuck, dude, I don't want to deal with all that. You know, like a lot of people, like if you have those new technologies and stuff that would help you like mm-hmm. understand volume and stuff, like you have to tell the guy that works there, like, Hey dude, we got this thing that you don't like. Is that cool if we put it in there? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a whole new animal.
6: Yeah, I think uh, especially for Tegmenim, um, it's really important that we each have our own individual transmitters and the, the backing track and the metronome because it could be easy to get lost. Just something like Tegmenum. it's way more fast paced yeah. and different time changes all the time. It's very complicated. So yeah. for us, we are definitely using in-ears. Um, nice. I okay. honestly feel like I played way better sets with nothing in my ears for Dawn. That's something that i just recently kind of became confident in um so i've been have enjoying the freedom of just ripping it out and saying i don't want anything in my ears i'm just gonna go um, well
4: let me tell you what that turns into it turns into a really loud ring in your ear and you, you're deaf in one ear
6: <laughs> oh no 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 no! i mean you still use plugs but you don't uh okay. I'm not using my in-ear system anymore honestly the yeah ear yeah they contribute way more to the tinnitus overall um oh yeah
4: if you turn them up super loud that makes sense yeah
6: a lot of times yeah, yeah. Guitarist, no offense mike love to turn up really loud and it's like <laughs> i can't even hear my in-ears at all so
4: after sound it's, check they're just like all right yeah it <laughs> and
6: then you're like turn it down and they think you're an idiot and you're like well, yeah yeah yeah. What?
4: <laughs> yeah yeah no totally
6: yeah yeah no I, I definitely have had a few battles where i'm i'm turning them down and they're going what the fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, wants definitely. to be that person. But if you're not going to listen and you're ruining our set, I'm going to turn. You
4: well, down. everyone's in the same boat that you're in. They want to hear themselves. And like, so like yeah. when they're dealing with the sound guy and stuff and then they can't hear themselves, they're like, well, uh, we have to go on. So, you know, like, and, and, you know, for me, I would do the same thing, even with like guitar players next to me. I'd be like, because we I literally for my monitors would just be I want snare and kick because I it keeps me on. That's all. I, there was no in ears. I mean, they were like a million dollars back then when I was like majorly touring. But like, I was like, I just I know the snare and the kick will keep me at least where we're supposed to be. It sounds like shit live because I don't hear the rest of the music. But I need a little bit of guitar with the amps behind me. And I would like be you kind of everyone gets really freaked out about themselves because they don't want to fuck up. You know, like no one wants to fuck up or be no one wants to be the guy that's like lost. No, you know, no one wants to be that guy. So. Um everyone has this like self-preservation thing on stage, just like yeah, fuck, exactly. you know, like I need them <laughs> exactly. So, like I can understand like you going down, churning him down. He's like, God damn it, and like you're turning, you know, it's like I can yeah, understand yeah. like the whole dynamic of that, you know.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's not something that happens frequently, but it has happened before.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely and it
6: never ends well. I'll say that. You know, nobody likes that. So, so
4: Donovan or Boris doesn't use as much, like is it not more odd uh, time signatures? Oh, uh, like, uh...
6: we do. I mean, we have some, but it's way less complicated than Tegmenum. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. I personally, it, like, Dawn's more of like my creation. Um, me yeah. Me yeah. actually created the band together, and then brought in all the rest of the members. So okay. For me, it's it's way more of like what my vibe is, which is more more chill. Um, you know, I love Tegmenum and everything. It's I think it's a different part of me that uh, performs for Tegmenum than Dawn by a lot um mm-hmm. so it, it's not as complicated and because i was on the front lines of like writing a lot of this stuff i feel really confident with dawn versus like tegmenum it's like these are going to be like our We're first challenge yeah so it's like yeah, i'm yeah. really focused and like somewhat panicky inside but hiding it you know <laughs> so yeah yeah
4: yeah yeah definitely
3: i know nah, the feeling for sure I'm, I'm stoked to see you guys pull it off for sure <laughs> very
4: excited yeah who what Joseph just will. said was, I know Joseph just said, like, I'm stoked to see you guys not fuck up, right? You guys are gonna fuck up at all." <laughs> That's a just said. Everybody fucks
6: up, I think. I know, know, I know, I know. <laughs> you gotta play it off. You gotta live with it, right? Playing
4: is it, is it off. Is when is the I'll DNA lounge there, again? Yeah, just yeah, be in the front. Just fucking staring like, <laughs> at him. Just, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, oh, oh. Just do yeah. that. That's the most fucked up thing. With like tech fans and shit back in the day, they'd be like, "Oh, you? That was weird." I don't
0: oh, appreciate that
6: right. <laughs>
0: When's the When's the DNA Lounge show again? What that's date? gonna be the twenty Okay.
6: Is it the thirtieth? 30th? 30th. Yeah, okay the twenty ninth. the uh, Eureka one. I was mixing it with Eureka.
4: Chelsea's like, oh fuck, I can't make it. Whoa, maybe well, maybe. <laughs>
6: <can't> wait. <laughs> Chelsea, it's uh,
5: Sunday the thirtieth. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: I forgot we're driving so. Yeah, we're kind of going
5: crazy on that. Yeah, story. that drive, we're going to, to do a ridiculous drive from Long Beach to Eureka, which is like 11 hours. Jesus.
4: So that means yeah, yeah.
5: we're going to die. <laughs> so we have to go from yeah. San Francisco to Portland, which is another 11 hours. So we're going to well, die. Then,
4: yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. So you're going so going oh, wait, Long Beach uh, to. Not... Yeah.
5: Are you
4: saying start, you start, start, be Long right. Beach to Eureka and then Eureka to San Francisco, then San Francisco to Portland? Yeah, or... We're
5: doing that we're doing fucked up.
4: Route. oh my god yeah that's i mean my
6: brain is Failed like, to, to accept it which is why i said 29. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's uh, why I mean.
5: we're chasing money to make it work you know it's like tours. To i mean these days nothing's cheap so we're yeah. chasing guarantees we just going up and yeah.
0: Just gotta do a little like, lightning bolt
4: just, i remember yeah. the, not yeah. lose money is the goal like let's just why not yeah. we'll lose money
5: you
3: when know. I saw the routing, I actually double checked with you. I was like, "Are you? Is this actually your, <laughs> yeah. your route?" Because I didn't. I was like, "I'm sorry for you guys if that's the case." But well, well there's been I tours mean, like
4: that that are insane. They're like you know, ten hours a day, you know, eight. for like seven shows, and yeah. you're just like, oh, who you have to, you have to schedule. Who's driving? Who's not getting drunk tonight? And who was like, when the show's over, we're going." So it's like, yeah, you know, like Summer Slaughter was like fucking. I did a couple of those and it was literally like load ins at 10 a.m. And we're like, cool, we're eight hours away. So, uh, and it ends at fucking midnight. So we got to like, we have a couple hours to fuck around, eat, do stuff like that. But there's no like pulling over and sleeping. It's like just getting the, you know, the schedule of the driver. And then the driver that's supposed to fucking drive gets drunk because his friend showed up. And you're like, cool, I'm doing two shifts in a row. This is tight. And yeah. then like, there's like a bunch of those. And, you know, that's where like the little band stuff flares up. But yeah, those drives. The ten you hour drives to where
0: you really uh really fuck yeah get Ricky. To know if you want to fucking do this shit. He's gonna take you know?
4: pics and and shit. He's gonna so take like, it he's gonna take a dude, shit. Did we have
0: with iPhones there. when we toured the <laughs> did we have, they were brand
4: they were brand new? They were brand new. They were brand I new. I think we dude. did, dude. No, did when we, we tou- when we did our first tour, no, there was no iPhones.
0: So we had iPods and PlayStation 2. That was our entertainment on those 10 <laughs> hour drives yeah yeah i
4: mean it. you have know, your friends like nowadays if you're sitting in a van with friends like it should you can make it yeah. work like, i guarantee as long as no yeah, i had a
0: book so i was reading a book but that's about it dude just i have music our books, bad situation for up. <laughs> what's that kenji I
5: was about to say that our van situation for this upcoming runs is going to be kind of fucked up because we're going okay. to be touring together in the same van with Narcotic Wasteland. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, you got Dallas and, and fucking. Yeah, I got his Dallas. So we hear, no, we get to hear his uh, war stories, which is great.
4: Oh, uh, no, he's got a million it's, stories. It's only
5: going to be 10 people in this small ass van crammed up together, so.
4: Which, yeah. What kind of
0: Kind yeah, of you're gonna see a grumpy have, S D O S. It's a
5: 15 seater but we had to have our gear in there too, so we're gonna be sardines in
0: that thing. So no, oh no God. trailer.
5: I think we're gonna get a trailer. I think that's what's gonna happen. You, gonna have,
0: have, right it. Now, you have to. Bodius did, did it with five without a trailer. We literally Tetrised all our gear. Yeah, Casey's drum set, everything, dude. No, so you
4: have to get a trailer. Like uh people yeah. listening to this, if you're, you should, like give people, a Venmo, definitely have, to have a trailer. <laughs> Because <laughs> like that many people stuck together like this and you can't sleep. Yeah. Well,
5: uh, all said, this tour uh, is gonna be the test if we kill each other or not, and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna really test that.
4: You gotta give Dallas the the passenger seat the whole time because it's just like you know it's a, you know it's like it's royalty. You gotta put him in the front. Yeah. And him, He's gotta. He can Dallas lean down. Dallas actually
0: likes doesn't...
5: driving. He he. So when I did the narcotic tour with him this uh through Texas, he drove yeah. like ninety percent of the time. So he actually okay. likes driving. yeah. You got a driver.
4: driver? And a headliner, <laughs> that's, right. up, that's, that's awesome. That's like a freight train with uh Origin. He was like, I'm driving, he drove a hundred percent of the time on Summer Slaughter. And he was like, I don't trust these guys driving. I, he doesn't need map quest, he doesn't need anything. He knows the whole United States <laughs> and where, I know it's like, he's like, No, I know where to go. He's yeah. all, I remember me and Anthony, I remember playing that crazy show in St. Louis where a tornado went through there or something and knocked out yeah. the power. Yeah. And, and he's just all like, Don't go that way. but uh go the long way that that the garmin's because there was no like google maps back then it was like the garmin's telling you to go this way go that way and we just went the wrong way and he's all there's going to be people trying to like carjack you that way (laughs) like Uh, i was like what are you talking about and then we were like going through stop signs and people were just running up to the car i'm like keep going keep." we had to like because there was no power and it was like st louis is like one of the it's like the murder capital capital of the united states but uh just like driving through shit like fuck, fuck fuck like seeing it actually happen I was like shit we took the wrong turn <laughs> and like yeah but just someone that knows the whole United that's like kind of that old school like Jesus man you know the, you can get to any venue in the United States without a map like okay like, yeah, just take the fucking 90 and take this exit like you knew exactly where every venue was we were going to without MapQuest and that's probably one of the most impressive travel stories for uh, anyways so you guys are going on tour and stuff, so that's gonna be uh that's gonna be fun. Rock and yeah. roll.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's a skill that we probably won't really see again. Don't,
4: you know? Yeah. No, no, no. Nowadays. I don't even know my fucking uh, brother's me. phone number. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, dude. Like even know?
2: just sort of see, even just sort of seeing like generationally, like Jen like Jen's the you know compared to millennials there are some parallels like there are ways in which we do relate gen alpha is just like what the fuck are you all even on like some of the things they're into are just so fucking bizarre and i like bizarre things but there are just some things that have me like really like scratching my head like I, there's I so just, much
4: I technological There's hand holding through a lot of it where we used to have to just like get a map and just be like, shit, I didn't pay attention to school enough. I gotta, okay, we're on this highway, I think. And then this is the exit. You know, there was like, if you missed the exit, on we had like had to print out, remember back in the day, Anthony, we had to print out piles of map quests to like go around, and we're like, all right, next page. All right, next page. Yeah, next page. Just like, like figure out where we were away. going. And if we missed a spot, we'd pull out the map. And you gotta figure out where you are and oh that's the exit right under, here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was I mean that's it's like a it's we're turning into the old man walking in the snow, barefoot yeah. people.
0: I mean we were talking <laughs> about our we were talking about the decades and all that stuff earlier. It's like our perception there's a certain time in our life when you get exposed to whatever art and music is popular at that time or whatever Mm. you make a connection with. And then that's the shit, you know? And then, so no matter what, even when I'm saying the nineties, that's only for me really. And anybody else who grew up with me or, or around that time, because it happened in that certain adolescent time that it's just locked in there. It's only three
4: decades ago. Super recent.
0: Yeah. But isn't that funny how, culturally like everybody kind of gets nostalgic for three decades before that you no know? totally
4: yeah yeah it's like no, the everyone, like, I mean, was
0: like, in the 50s and
4: and then you're the old folks i mean the, the people before like my our parents and stuff were in another decade and they want to tell you how they used to do things and it's like it's like people want to let yeah. you know how you used they used to do stuff. You know, like, yeah. oh, it seems easier for you now, but it was hard for us. Yeah, it's kind of like that's we like, do it every oh, time I we say we put
0: their CDs at Amoeba, yeah. dude. You know, all right, I didn't mean. Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, no one
2: quest. wants to feel irrelevant.
4: Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna see if MapQuest still exists. Yeah, I wanted to. uh Oh, it does. Whoa.
3: Hell yeah! I wanted to bring. <laughs> bunch of ads shut up i want to bring genji in about uh (laughs) doing the full so you're doing the full narcotic wasteland tour and so you're just uh double dutying for four shows with yeah for the first four yeah um but you've done a narcotic tour uh, earlier this year how long have you been uh like in touch with those guys and and you know and what are you looking forward to on this like overall upcoming long ass run you're doing
5: sure so they asked me to join last year and then we kind of kept in touch nothing really happened since then and then i said let me think about it and then we spoke for a little bit and i actually dallas called me and spoke on the phone for about an hour and then dallas started talking about serial killers i'm like okay <laughs> that's cool and then i started <laughs> talking about serial killers too because that at that time i happened to do i did a music video for a stand hatchet and mm-hmm. we did a video called Tearing Into Hell, and that video was about serial killers. So I just happened to, when doing research on that, I just happened to know about uh, Night Stalker, Jeffrey Dahmer, and stuff like that. So I kind of spoke with Dallas about it. He's like, oh, you're fucked up as I am. You know about this shit, too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> we got <laughs> yeah. along, but it was only because I, I just did that happen to do that research for that video.
1: Right. But
5: anyways, we got along, and then they asked me to join, and, uh, he asked me to play on a track called Sex, Lies, DNA, which is the name of this tour. So mm-hmm. people are wondering why this tour called Sex, Lies, and DNA, because it's our new single that's supposed to be coming out, and hopefully it comes out before the tour, because if it doesn't, it makes absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. so
2: I I thought it was a cool
3: name. Anyway. Yeah, I,
5: right, I, I thought
2: it was, like, cool and edgy, too, but it does bring up that question of, like, like I why, have right? kind of been wondering, like... <laughs> i
7: wonder what about why hey casey, yeah. hey, What's up, casey. Dude? speaking Hello, of sex
4: be, lives and dna uh, don't be distracted <laughs> i'm here <Don't> be distracted. <laughs> i know this this uh, platform whenever you like you guys were talking and stuff on your full screen if you if you like add someone in it just takes away everyone just like there's someone new in there and it like takes the focus off but anyway uh, sex uh, live and, yeah sex live and uh dna so where did that is that coming from like a? Are you into the true crime stuff and all yeah, that? Yeah, that's stuff?
5: exactly what. So Dallas is all about true crime, and we were crashing at hotels and stuff like that. Dallas would put on the true crime channel. Oh, no, I do it all and all He would just yeah, but within like three <laughs> minutes, he falls asleep because he's been doing this shit for twenty five years. It so puts me to sleep, sleep too. Anymore,
4: right? I literally, I literally have to go to bed to it. Yeah, he. I go to bed to it. He puts it
5: on and he goes to sleep within three minutes, and he has this thing blasting, <laughs> and he has the rest of us oh, yeah. like. <laughs> trying to sleep but it's like
4: it's like you guys, guys deal with it, you it dude it yeah you, you guys <laughs> deal with the, the fucking trauma for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah.
7: what if that's his way he absorbs me, his dude.
0: information dude yeah. he just lets <laughs> it play it while he's sleeping i pay money to go to sleep
4: to true crime i sword and scale and stuff like i pay money to like i just need like a cool story and i'm like uh i can't have heard it before if it's like an old episode i'm like I'm gonna stay up. I need to know like something new, and I usually fall asleep ten minutes into it. And it's just like like what Kenji's saying. It's like all the rest of the people's like laying around. It's like, hey, dude. Uh, so murder. Uh, everyone got killed, and you guys are like going like, fuck, dude. We're but trying
0: to sleep now. <laughs> like, <what> the-, <laughs> the thing for me, the new thing would make me want to stay up listening to something I already knew would just keep me like comfy. Like, oh yeah, this is this is uh, familiar. You know.
4: I know it's weird. I would I would think the same thing, but it doesn't. Like I'm like I know what happens. <laughs> yeah.
2: Did did uh did you ever happen to watch a YouTube channel called uh, JCS Criminal Psychology? Oh yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I watch all of those. I watch yeah. all those. I watch uh uh R- Red Tribe. I watch. I- I'm like Red Tree. Um, yeah, Red
1: Tree
2: Crime.
4: Red Tree. I mean Red Tree, and then the the evil. Uh, I w- yeah, I have all those. I watch all of them. So this is so,
1: monsters um, or something.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I watch. I actually read uh, the jc whatever psychology got me into this because. I got into, like, interrogation videos recently and yeah. watching, like, the yeah. tactics they use and stuff to, like, mm-hmm. get the truth out of them and stuff and the read technique and all that stuff. Like, I love watching them, like, talk people that are just dumb and like, whatever, dude, I'm going to get away with this. And they're like, they slowly, yeah. like, build rapport with them and then they just, like, shock them with something and they get all fucked up and then they, like, catch them in something yeah. and then they get them. And yeah. it's, like
2: like what yeah totally yeah uh so ditto same yeah like yeah, little yeah. things like sort of like you know so did they take you, take care of you down at the station yes they did cool did they yeah, feed you, you, want lunch? You, yeah want yes. you want a soda you want drinks you yeah,
4: want yeah, drinks? yeah yeah and yeah.
2: they're just like yes they did cool what did you eat and it's just like that might seem like an innocent question but what the yeah and they break it down conditioning it. that the suspect to do is to give more detailed answers and you're just like dude that's fine <laughs> i
4: know and they just walk right <laughs> into it every time i love yeah. it it's like dude you guys are dumb. Speak to a lawyer, dude. You guys are ridiculous. No. I love the I love
0: the one where you see the officer walk in and he's pulls out a Twizzlers and he puts it in front of the guy and <laughs> just opens up one, starts eating it. And so you want to eat one with me, dude? They do you gonna eat it and he's like nah and he's like dude it's a twizzlers who's not gonna eat a twizzlers you know <laughs> just like throwing it and just like I, he, I think he pulls out like three or four and chomps all four of them in a row in like three bites each you know just like dude eat it's fucked dude. up about
4: this about the watching these videos though is that it teaches you when people are lying and how to figure it out like yeah one of the biggest things i figured out and i've done it myself a, a lot when people they shake their head they'll be like yeah dude like but their body is saying no. And it's because that's because their body is that's knowing what's going on and what's like, what's what they're hiding. And they're like, yeah, dude, I definitely everything. Yes, positive. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they're shaking their head. And they're like, no, dude, I did not do that. And like, they're like shaking their, like their body or doing this. Actually, what you're doing right now means like you're protecting yourself because you're worried. What i
0: i'm definitely not worried i'm just like putting my no no, you're stoned
4: but like i'm looking my arms so i'm
0: just like go like this dude but if you were on like
4: if you if if someone's like dude you might have killed someone and you're like this and you're going like then they'll be like okay well he's hiding something kind of like there's like body language tells that you could tell from i don't know it's fun to like get into the brain and see the shit that you do and we have we do and then figure out like why this happens and it's i don't know so i love that shit anyways
5: i'll just no that stuff isn't great because it, it prepares you in case you know getting locked up or whatever it's like yeah i could beat the system now right There's <laughs> no, <someone yeah>. there. <laughs> yeah.
6: i'll just be like, yeah, a lawyer i'd be worried about doing
4: it <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i it's weird i always put myself in the position of the people even though like they're charged with heinous crimes but i i, I put myself in the position of being interrogated like that and i'm like yeah. man i would buckle like i would worse <laughs> than they're doing right now oh, yeah. i would just be like you know
2: yeah totally totally being under that pressure like yeah you you want any kind of support that you can get and that's what they're good at is like pretending Getting to be teo. your buddy but, yeah. yeah it's like yep. no it's okay don't don't worry you want a soda buddy like yeah <laughs> Twizzler. <No. You> want, <laughs> yeah, yeah want twizzler, fucking, sure? Fucking twizzler? sure
7: i got a bunch of these he yeah, just takes I, a bite. Uh,
4: He's like, I, I killed him. I killed him. Sorry. What about false like,
0: <laughs> hey. confessions and shit, though? That's happening. No, that's gnarly. Too no, I've watched a bunch on those. And all that kind of shit during well, that's, the interrogation.
4: That's a different technique. That's like a bully technique of making them like, they're pissed off, like investigators going, like,
0: You fucking did it. Well, you yeah, fucking did
4: want it. Their you numbers, fucking they want their job to be easy. And it's usually like eight hours in, they're like, All right, tell us a story. And they make up a story. Like, their brain, like, adapts yeah. to what they're telling you and you're like yeah i do." i like and then they like look at the evidence they're like well that doesn't match at all with what's happening <laughs> like this guy just straight up just and they're like "Ah, oh, what the people are just like whatever dude it looks sicker if you go to prison for life and i caught you so let's just do that <laughs> <laughs> like, and then later like evidence will come out and it's like oh shit i was like kind of hypnotized you know so like it's it's crazy human human brains obviously be like yeah. more twisted weird trippy styles of music and stuff like that. It's they're I mean, fucking Joseph's a psychology fucking professor. So I love that I'm talking about this right now. But anyways, I <laughs> by looking at his phone. But uh I was anyways. looking
3: for a study. <laughs> I shared it with my band because Gad from Last of Lucy is also a true crime ghost um, sleeper. Obsessed. Oh yeah. And I found a fucking uh uh li- like psychology study that said people who listen to true crime podcasts sleep have like lower sociability or something i don't know just just i wanted to like fuck with him anyway uh yeah he's you know he, we were like driving through wisconsin he was just like a lot of places out here to hide a body <laughs> we <were just> like, <laughs> like dude you listen to too much true crime podcast we think man, about like- truckers
4: and shit like a lot lizards and shit out there like oh yeah man it's like they don't have i don't know you could probably do something like that like if i was like a serial right. killer i'd be a trucker Right, that'd be the way to do it. Oh, I don't know, man.
6: <laughs> no, we know you're. You guys want... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, Joel's, Joel, Joel changes
0: profession soon. We know. All right. Yeah, but I,
4: was, I, I got a new truck.
3: I want to bring it back to yeah. the question. So, Narcotics doing the the full tour. So, besides, where else are you hitting? Are, is it a full U.S. tour? No. So after DNA,
5: that's when I said that we're headed up to Portland. And that's going to be the fucked up drive. We're going all the way up north. And then Seattle. And after that, we're playing a festival called Loud as Hell in Canada. And this tour was kind of built around that. And we're doing that. And then we're going, I don't really have my geography right, but going east towards Drumheller, Alberta. That's the same place. I don't know. Somewhere in Canada, we're going east. (laughs) And -hmm. we're headed Indiana, Minnesota is that direction. And then we're kind of looping around. So we're doing like a reverse L. No, we're not really doing a full US.
3: Because you just did Texas, like. Yeah, few, we like just like did Texas.
5: Years. Yeah, yeah so we just to do, the middle. Uh, gotcha. Well, we're not. Yeah, we haven't. I think they did the East Coast last year prior to me joining, and they said that they don't want to do the same thing again this year. So they're mm-hmm. kind of doing Ratchet out. That's the reason why they're doing Canada because they're doing like 10 days in Canada. So it's like a we're Pacific Northwest and Canada and just kind of taking the L all the way around.
3: And that's so what's it where, like playing, what's it like playing with Dallas on stage next to you?
5: Oh, it's awesome. It's like, you know, I have this absolute confidence that this person's going to nail everything all time. And I think, you know, if you've been in multiple bands, you, you wouldn't, you know, that's, that's a very comforting feeling to have where you just front, man, he's going to bring it every time. So you'd have to worry about that stuff because sometimes, you know, you, you kind of worry about your bandmates like, uh, it's gonna be all right you know like when um ontogeny when we just could not get a vocalist at all nate our guitar player just started doing vocals (laughs) for the first like two shows i was like wait is is it gonna be fine i was kind of worried he 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 did it he nailed it it's okay now i have confidence in him now but i just was kind of like weird about it for a moment but when dallas is on stage he just controls the crowd he controls the room and Mm -hmm. having someone like that it's it's it kind of uh, helps with her performance too, because like, okay, I don't have to worry about this. this is I just have to worry about money, me and nailing it. So yeah,
3: fuck yeah, yeah. We had the chance to have Dallas on like a hundred or so episodes. Yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. I, I yeah. remember seeing that. You had Nate on too. Like you had my other uh, yeah two bandmates
7: on.
0: Yeah, this. love yeah. Nate. Nate's actually so been we, on. Anthony and uh, I just um, had dinner with him a
7: couple weeks ago.
0: Yep. Yeah, I know you tried deal. to get us to go on that uh, atheist uh, cynic show. I
5: think, but we just couldn't do it for some reason. Yeah. Oh, that's sick yeah yeah
0: nah, awesome, that i wish that dinner was an at least an hour longer we were having a good time yeah that was tight
3: yeah but so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stay on this uh kenji kick for a sec oh, yeah. so i know you you mentioned you do music videos so i wanted to give you a spot for your video videography work and definitely something i've wanted you know i've kept you in my pocket is like okay if i ever need a guy to do a video i would hit you up um hasn't happened yet because I haven't needed a video yet, but uh, <laughs> still on my mind. But yeah, you should talk about what you've done so far and, and you know, if you're available for work like that ever again. Yeah,
5: thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I, my last name is, so my last name is Tsunami, Kenji Tsunami, and I use Tsunami Films as my moniker. And I started doing it about, it's going to be eight years ago now. I just wanted mm-hmm. to be an affordable solution to my friend's band. And my uh, friend is in a band called Fog of War the thrash mm-hmm. band from uh, Venetia, which is in the Bay area. Mm-hmm. And they wanted someone to do their music video, but I heard these quotes that they were getting and it's like a thousand bucks or something like that. And I was like, thousand bucks. Like who can afford that? We're, we're in a band. We're musicians. We're broke. We can barely afford rent. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? So I wanted to, um, be that fill in that void of being an affordable solution. So I have no experience. I just bought myself a, a cheap camera off of Craigslist. The, um, uh, the uh, Canon Re- Rebel T5. And I took that and I just kind of watched YouTube videos and taught myself how to do it. And I said, dude, I'll do it for 50 bucks. So I filmed their first <laughs> video for 50 bucks. Jesus. And that's, wow. that was my first video. We should have gone to you. <laughs> <laughs> through word of mouth, the next video I did was for uh, Yvette Young. And that's how I met her through that. And I did her video um, and I charged her 75 bucks. So I've been gradually increasing it. Yeah. No, I charge like two hundred, three hundred bucks. But yeah, I, I still under the philosophy where I I don't believe in charging like like a thousand bucks because I, I know that everyone's struggling. And I just mm. to me, I just wanted to be the the affordable solution. I'm not trying to be better than anyone else. I'm not trying to be like the uh next, you know, like uh the next metal videographer or whatever. I just want to be the guy that the the broke musician can go to and make something that's actually better in quality you know so that's kind of the void i was trying to fill
3: that's awesome man i would just on a set with eight crew including two actors among them uh besides the band actors and uh, i had like we had makeup we had special effects expert we had a gaffer guy um you know director plus camera and Uh, It was my first, it was my second shoot because we just did the first shoot the day before that, which was just a green screen video. And then this one to have like eight crew, it was like, okay, I get why we did spend, you know, a thousand plus. uh, And at least we got that whole treatment. It wasn't just like two people there for that much money.
5: Well, a thousand Um, plus for that many crew members, that's pretty good, though. Like, that's a pretty good deal.
3: Yeah, we were stoked, man. And they took our. Music as a canvas, and they just fucking went ape while and they just had their own fucking ideas. And um, I just got the kind of like first draft of the video, and it's fucking so crazy to see. Like, we have like a so much shit, dude. I'm I'm very stoked to release it, and uh, oh, I've never sick. I, yeah, dude, I I this is my first music video or first pair of videos, so I'm very happy about it. Um, oh yeah, but I would definitely like hit you up if I was not in a band where we they had previously worked with these directors and they, the, the production company. So it was like, all right, well, well you know. You we're,
5: should, I would say that if people have that opportunity, they should definitely go with that more professional solution. I'm definitely more for, like, the intermediate amateur. Like, I'm just a guy with a camera, you know. So if you can afford yeah. it, if you want to go for something, like, pro-pro grade, you, sh- you should definitely go for it. But if you can, if money's an issue, time limit's an issue, I can, you know, I-, I can do something for you. So that's kind of the board I'm kind of trying to stay in. Not yeah. like there
3: that. there are a lot of bands where the music video is not their priority and then there are some bands where they use that as an outlet for a lot of creative energy and so i can see a lot of bands just being like well it's just part of the usual release cycle where you have to film something let's do it but uh yeah i think we are a little bit lucy is a little bit more like we have we're, we're into the the artistry or the the theatrics a little bit so that's cool to explore that side but yeah man um respect to the
5: videographers man seems like hard work i was yeah, yeah. so i did the video for accolades which is our uh single that came out last month mm-hmm. uh for tech mental oh, yeah and then that one was a shitload of work and i i, I spent a several months on that thing Damn. and um yeah, speaking of true crime, it's kind of funny because uh, the introduction, that first minute of that um, song, is inspired by this TV series called uh, True Detective. Oh, shit. Age,
1: yeah, yeah, you know? yeah,
5: yeah. And they had that cool intro section where the credits come up and there's like overlays and different images. So that's what we kind of Im- mimicked for uh, Accolades. So, ah, yeah. Nice. nice. So,
4: Kenji, actually, one thing I wanted to always ask you, because I know that, um, you know, watching you in ontogeny and stuff, the uh the bass that you play is very interesting and i've no oh, i've yeah. always been like i remember seeing it when uh like i was with anthony he's taking a piss right now but i was anthony watching it and i'm in my whole life watching yeah anthony what do you have to say about it um <laughs> but seeing that that bass like is it it almost looks almost like a like a war chapman sticky war guitar style bass am i right so or, you nailed it it's a it's a chapman stick so this the bass I play is called NS Stick. It's a uh, Neil okay. Steinberger
5: Chapman Stick. Okay. So Steinberger, in this, case people the originals st-
4: is. is it the original Steinberger from like cynic yeah. days back in the day? Yeah. Oh my exactly, God. Yeah. The oh, Steinberger, cool, cool, cool. the headless guitar.
5: So yep. Steinberger is a headless guitar. Um, yeah. And it's nothing to do with Stradberg. It's it's a Steinberger, and that guy Ned Steinberger and Emmett Chapman decided to collaborate on an instrument. And what I have okay. is the NS Stick. Is yeah, the uh, look at this thing? Is this mo- this thing is the uh, creation of this That's thing? Yeah, so eight sick.
4: strings. How what's it tuned to? Yeah. What's the tu- what's the tuning?
5: Um, it's fucked up tuning. I forgot what it was. It's an it's A flat something. There's too many strings. Okay, A flat, A flat, E flat. It just kind of goes up
4: that way. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of like a drop tuning. Yeah. Or-
5: so it drops. Yeah. There's two drops on this thing.
4: Oh, two drops. And the nice. reason,
5: yeah. And the reason why I do that is because uh, I don't really use this bottom. I don't know if you can see, but this bottom string right here, this yeah, one yeah. is just way too loose. So it's just yeah. kind of more, I use that more as a progressive instrument. So if it's too high, it just kind of gets in the way. And it's, you know, it's such a, if there's too many strings on here that I have to really worry about muting the other strings. So yeah. keeping this kind of loose on a lower, lower tuning kind of helps with that. So it just kind of wobbles and stops. And when I need it, I'm actually using it as a fret. I'll never play this an open because it's it's so
4: low you can't hear it anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. It's, so, so eight is it eight strings? It's eight strings. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. No, you're ahead of your time with that shit, man. I mean, I see like bass players trying to uh you know, kind of experiment with stuff like that. And I know that um watching you back in like a long time ago with the ontogeny and seeing videos, I was like like Nate would text me like we have a new video out and I watch the video and I'm like what the fuck is the bass player playing I have no idea what the fuck that is and it's fu- another thing I wanted to get into is, like you said Steinber- Steinberger right that was yeah. the original um how lucky was I-, I can't even fucking think of the name I have one right here Steinberg uh, uh, what's the new headless guitar this one uh, Stein- Strandberg uh, Strandberg Steinberg Stranberger and Stranberg and is still like, oh, we'll do one, too, dude, with the headless and you're going to, and then you kind of like get confused on like what was the, like, you know, I thought it was the same thing that Cynic was using back in the day. I was like, oh, it's the same. It's like, no, it's a Swedish mer- version of the guitar. But um, did you have that custom built that thing? Because I've, I've never seen one of those. No. So the story behind how I came across this thing
5: is at the time I was looking for an extended range bass. So I was looking uh, for a five string bass. I go okay. on Craigslist and the cheapest five string bass was like two grand or something like that. And I was like, uh, uh-huh. I don't have that money. Like, keep yeah. And then I just type in extended range uh, bass. I, I dropped the five and then this thing comes up yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? I got to go see it. So I go see it and this guy shows me this guy here. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That looks like a broom. What the hell is this? <laughs> I'm like, It looks so stupid. I want it. So yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> That's awesome.
4: I mean, mind. for me, the seven string was the uh, what's his name? God damn it, Jeff. Uh, brain drill, Jeff Hugel, Yeah, like I remember yeah. seeing him back in the in the day, like playing for what was the band's Anthony back in the day. He was playing a seven a string vial. bass. I mean, before vial, his main uh, band, Mutilator, mumif- Mumification, uh, Mummification. Yeah. and then like and then like seeing him in Brain Drill and stuff, and he was doing a bunch of tapping stuff. And I'm like, oh shit, a seven string bass. That is. Some next level shit you know i never i i've seen you know tony levin play with the chapman stick on you know king crimson and stuff like that yeah, can but hear, can uh hear. yeah all the like the the opportunities that are there with that so you could play it like a normal bass and then you could do tapping and you can do all the cool things on that what's the, the highest string on that that's almost like it's like the highest two strings are almost like uh guitar strings right
5: yeah yeah so if you look here there's four pickups So I can technically send this thing out to um, four different outputs. Give me a second. Okay. Sorry. My my phone was bugging up. Yeah. So it's two different inputs. So I can technically send the top four strings to a guitar amp and the bottom four to a bass amp if I want to do something crazy like that. So there is that option. But it is. I am in the guitar register on the top. That's very cool, man. What I do, what other people don't do is I use these capos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. if this puts me in any tuning, one so Narcotic Wasteland plays in two different tunings. So we have to guitar change, Techno in its own tuning. So while everyone's kind of like hustling around, change, change tuning, all I got to do is.
4: Right, <laughs> You're ready. like, all right. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So That's awesome, my life man. Easier. That's really have, cool.
3: Have you seen the the ZZ Top guitar uh, bassist play the like seventeen? around. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, yeah. well, it's it's got like. Thirty strings on it, the ZZ Top. At one. that point, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you
5: just play a harp? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: For oh. for a freaking Lagrange, it's all
5: dantant.
4: He's all It's like there's no reason to have. I mean, for like a a crazy like King Crimson band, I could see it, but man, that's true. It's awesome. Risk yeah. Does he, he
0: utilize it when he plays it? No. Looks sick as fuck, dude.
4: <laughs> it's way sick. <laughs> what do you think the future so we're we're at we're at nine strings now like we're seeing nine string guitars and stuff like that like what do you think the future brings for a guitar like what do you what do you, what do you see like the the progression being from you know eight strings was a seven strings well, when i was gonna, growing up people I were like what happens, we're
5: gonna we're gonna go to laptops no one's gonna play instruments anymore everyone's
4: just playing <laughs> guitar pro that's it yeah my my, my I, guess I, I, earlier I, I would,
2: I, I, yeah, would, ahead, I would Mike. say that he's exaggerating but i don't think he is um <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised i mean it started with the drums yeah. you know superior drummer did a half decent job uh, you know back in the day uh, well did a really good job um and now like you have like get good drums which is just um a whole other next level is that that you is get, that the drum
4: program you would recommend
2: um, I, I actually haven't um, I, I've just heard samples um, I okay. I haven't it. used it myself I'm still I'm still on superior drummer but I will probably okay. upgrade to get good drums um, you can emulate drums you can emulate bass you can emulate, you can emulate guitar now
4: oh yeah um, no I know yep
2: I mean you All can right, have balls, you're well, fired you, <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, um. you can have.
2: You can you can have plankton sing fucking Soundgarden songs, you know, <laughs> and do you an
4: AI really singer, well. Like yeah. Yeah, you have like an AI singer. Then you have running MIDI guitar to one of those like realistic plugins going out to a yep. John Petrucci Gojira plugin to like it's it's crazy like how you can just replace everything now. It's like it's yeah. it's kind of scary. And actually, I, I was texting these guys all a little drunk last night, going like I found, watched a video about how bands are. Replace like they're doing double bass that are, that are fake double bass, and that now they're like putting the front of the house. They're they're not what they're actually playing. They're just pre-recorded yeah, double bass. Yeah, I, I heard about that too. I heard about yeah, that They're, too. they're trying yeah.
7: to claim like that's a new thing, man. I've been doing that for fifteen years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just joking. No. Yeah. Hell no! I was dude, the first can... one to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that was, I sorry, sorry, okay. No, no, no. But seriously
4: though, because it's getting so fast that people. You know can't pull i mean they're just like consistently pull it off but they're like how about we just uh do a a, a, a yeah. fucking track that plays to the fucking front of the uh, house that's you know it's it, um, it, just, it, just it, yeah. it just shows how bad the morale is
7: like in death right battle <laughs> yeah yeah the drivers yeah. are just like "Fuck it, just put on the track like i
2: don't yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean in a lot of ways the the bar has been set really high um Certainly throughout the 2010s, I'd say the 2010s was like the guitarist decade. Like that was a great time to be a guitarist because all the attention was on guitar. There was kind of like the ripples of like animals as leaders was inspiring people to start their own one man projects, you know? And, um and yeah, I mean, there, there was so much attention and love for guitar. um, But I, I guess I have a couple thoughts. I I want to say that we are actually kind of moving away from like guitar-driven music, um. Which, I, as far as like um some newer bands, I mean, like what can I think of? Uh, like Knocked Loose as an example of like yeah yeah a, a, a rela yeah a relevant metal band right now. Um, or like Spite or, uh, you know, uh, man, what, what's that one that everybody? Uh, Neck of the Woods or something. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's like um, this is definitely like more like the vocalists era right mm-hmm. now, you know. Um, I mean, hell, there's a there's a frickin boy band for death vocalists called the Big Five um, mm-hmm. that has that has like Will Ramos, Dicky Allen, uh, the Spite vocalist. Um, I, I think uh, the vocalist for Traitors, um, and then one o- one other person. Um,
4: now's your now's your time, it, Chelsea. This is your time. This is your time. <laughs> is
1: <it laughs>
2: that's what he's
4: saying. Let me know as far as this is your era, is what he's saying. So it's like you gotta start doing like fucking like dog whistle fucking vocals where only dogs can hear it. <laughs> and, 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 and like start freaking out. It's like, dude, my dog loves that fucking band. Like, I
6: probably like, <laughs> like my fans a lot more. I'm just <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. But I, I do I do I do uh, I see what you're do. saying. Yeah, that's that's definitely like it's kind of like moving, you know instruments per yeah. the generation yeah. of what people are into yeah it's,
2: yeah totally um as far as like like how low things have gotten like with like nine string guitars i think we've peaked i, I yeah, think yeah. we've definitely peaked. i mean we're we're entering we were already compromising the bass with like the eight with, with eight string, strings. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um nine strings even more so we I, I don't really see how we could like really get lower.
4: Oh, I wish you had a nine string. What? Oh, this, this is an eight. Is boring. Um, I'm okay. This is you don't uh, have a nine string, bro. <laughs> What's going on? We don't
1: as as uh, as, uh okay, oh, LTD.
3: oh yeah, oh, this okay. is what uh Gad from Lucy's letting me borrow so I can oh This right serial killer, yeah? Right, yeah. I'm right material. <laughs> I got that fucking that foam to keep it from too much when you hit that low e or F- no i've
4: only played an eight string once i remember I was, I was i was buying a cabinet off someone and he's all do you want to try it out and i'm all sure and he hands me an eight string it's my first time ever playing one and i was just strumming the sixth string while my i was fretting the eighth string <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like shit like you know like my yeah. brain was like i'm not prepared for this can i like you know like i it's,
3: i've been loving it i've been learning all these animals as leaders songs that i yeah wanted to learn for 20 or sorry 10 plus years now and it's been really fun. I've always wanted to have one of these, um, and uh, but yeah, you hit a limit on like I, I saw the Analepsy cognitive death like slam show, and I'm like, I'm gonna go play some slam. But like they don't sound good at like the F sharp range. You have to be up a little. Like the the band that I hear that takes it all the way down as far as possible is Humanity's Last Breath, and they will do like an octave D shifter on the low e so it's like an octave below the bass player's just like
4: fuck you dude i don't Look know if the there is yeah there, i guess there is one a yeah.
3: yeah, buster buster is just the master at like exploring what you can do in that sonic range so i do expect some bands will follow that and go there but do you think live, it's going to be
4: like a, a revolution of like an up
0: tuning revolution
4: like people I going, I think like... there's
0: gonna be like a rubber band <laughs> effect. Cause I was just thinking about this, dude. Like you yeah. guys are talking about how we're getting to the point where it's so fast that people want to just have fake drums when they play live. We're getting so low in tuning that it's it's indistinguishable in a live setting. Mm. Like and so close style clothes styles from there. Yeah, close what styles.
4: Like... You see people like like styles come back from the eighties, yeah. people wearing bell bottoms and shit like You know, it's like you like humans like kind of like recycle things and they bring things back to like a nostalgia they're like how ha- they raise yeah. kids under their shit and then they're like also the metal or something then they want to bring back some like old like style back and like I if uptuning happened, I would be so
0: down if they were like just, a they're just tuning to like yeah.
7: Like, like, like what is what filtering.
2: is all old- is new again? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we uh, we just try, do this try. looping effect to back on yeah. each other.
4: Just 12 string fucking yeah. guitars, like the full distorted yeah. 12 string.
1: Yeah, how weird is it? Nine
7: they... string, 12 string, like normal.
4: <laughs> I got 12, <laughs> motherfucker. You got <laughs> like, nine. That's, <laughs> that's like you.
7: a clock. You're just like, nope, you're back at 12 string. <laughs> you can't go past yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> just
2: yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, um, on the topic of, like, the 80s revival we were, we were talking about, how weird is it going to be when we experience our own revival? Like, our own oh. music that we thought was, like, you know, cool, like, uh, as, like, a, a metal example, like, like, when we get, like, a band that sounds exactly like Animosity, like, by design you know what i mean mm, like sort yeah. of like yeah sort of that that mid-2000s throwback to like tech death and it's like but that that's that's our that's my thing like yeah, i know it's know, like that's my like, personal
3: thing i dug it's like five them. years yeah. i'd say it's five years <laughs> away because yeah. right now, the thing well, is, like, is about resurrecting new sense. metal from, like, the early 2000s. So I think it are yeah, yeah. about five years away
4: from resurrecting, like, MySpace yeah. core. MySpace okay. core will be... It's funny. It's like a timeline. So of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a timeline of, like, all right, this many years. So we're at new metal now. And well, then we're going to go back, you know.
3: So I went to Nashville and went to the Strip with all the fucking multi-level bar venues and... Everyone was just playing, like, Sugar We're Going Down and fucking all that early 2000s pop punk. So that shit's so back. And, uh, yeah, so... One
4: thing about new Metal, though, is it did hit number one on the charts multiple times. And and there's, like, you know, a lot of bands that were talking... Like, I would never expect, but it would be amazing if, like a tech death band like hit number one on the charts <laughs> like i'm like it, i'm like 70. i'm like uh, Casey oh, got <laughs> he missed
0: the new metal combo and then it's back
4: dude
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'd say arcspire is definitely trying
4: oh yeah i mean yeah they're getting up there they're, i mean they're i mean fuck, seeing them four or five years ago in a tiny little room and then they came back and they literally played the biggest show in santa cruz death metal history i want to say it was probably 800 people um for santa cruz you know which doesn't give a shit about metal in general i mean people travel to come here because they oh let's go you want to go to the beach and watch a band that's like it's not that the town itself doesn't care but they like went from the small room sold out immediately and they're like oh let's go to the big room that sold out and i was like what the fuck is going on here they're the, on to something you know for the tech style because you wouldn't expect that to like to they, uh, sell they... out
3: program their kick tracks no i'm just kidding
4: <laughs> they program their fucking low g-string like, oh that's the man that's been doing it this whole time damn it no, yeah. no,
3: they're they're legit
4: no, no, they just, legit. i've
7: heard they're great live yeah he, uh,
3: he borrowed naveen's no wait yeah he borrowed naveen's drum module on that tour when his kick module oh, nice. failed so oh, yeah. definitely uh that yeah, was Naveen the dodge that yeah. was the
4: dodge and then the the sound guy was a just Right, right we'll replace the kicks and, yeah exactly
3: yeah. i'm just kidding um but uh hey no, i cool. just yeah, I want to just shout out you guys for bringing an insane, extremely progressive, extremely technical death metal set to the stage. Like, congrats, Michael. It's been, I don't know how many years for the project, but uh, yeah, it must be exciting to finally be debuting with the, the new lineup and everything.
2: Thank you. Thank, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's... I, I, I had this feeling yesterday... That I think my anxiety is finally turning into a- excitement now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it, just sitting with the material and, and feeling confident with it. It's like I, like I don't know, just trying to remind myself to like have fun with this because um, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it has been a long. It has taken a long while to get here, and um, uh, you know, I, I I think that this is just a good opportunity to sort of. Um, show everybody what we got and you know um, it's uh, I guess it's only up from hill from here I Mm, I suppose yeah
1: yeah and
2: yeah yeah, my my feelings about it are very complex but you know yeah no I, I I appreciate that thank you
3: my guess is that you'll do these four shows and you'll get into the swing of it right as it ends and then you'd be ready for a full tour that won't be happening. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't have too much touring experience, but that has happened. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that has happened. Uh, I, after going on a short five day one, one, the first time I toured ever on that fifth day, I was like, okay, I get it now.
1: <laughs> like,
5: oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's what this is about. All right, cool. And then, and then it's over. Um,
5: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. It, um, the one I did after that ended up being longer, and then uh, it was cool to sort of experience getting past that, um, you know, that five-day hump. Um, it, Ken Kenji puts it pretty well that it's like the first five days pretty much just suck, uh,
5: or they they can suck. Uh, Why did they suck? I said that um, I, I, it works for me too because I'm a slow starter myself. I, it takes like three shows. For me to get warmed up. And from then, yeah, like you guys said, like I'm ready to go. So yeah, this I'm gonna be ready to go right now right as Tech Method's ending. <laughs> <Four days. laughs>
3: yeah. But of course, you know, there's it's much safer to start with four days than it is to start with fucking yeah, four so weeks. I keep telling
5: them, you know, it's it's I wanted this these this four run the four day run to make sure that we're not gonna kill each other. Because we know mm-hmm. each other, we're cool, mm-hmm. but we're different. We're stuck in a van for like a Long span of time. Mm. That's when uh, the real demons come out. And we'll see who makes that all <laughs> Oh yeah, that's you know? true. I don't know you it's might true. see me on that uh, on that uh, JCS whatever YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they didn't shower. I told them to shower. <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Now we'll we'll take good care of you in Long Beach for sure. I think you guys are playing just before us, so you know yep. we'll we'll be happy to follow you up. And I mean, I'm nervous as fuck playing after Andrew. I'll be honest like i don't want to follow him that's like you know bad yeah (laughs) everyone's gonna fucking
0: hate you no i'm just kidding like (laughs) you're gonna kill it it's gonna be fine those are the positions that make you kill it dude
3: i'm i'm extremely excited and actually yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty pumped i haven't played since our tour ended last month on the 16th so it's been like over a month now and i'm like aching to get back um and i'm very excited to play with andrew back to back and i'm just so happy he's he's playing drums and yeah me too still killing it and good dude um and he sounds great as you all do on the record so you guys you gave me that advanced stream so i checked it out so yeah it's i mean it's going to appeal to a lot of prog heads definitely you know like we we share a lot of you know similar circles and influences the the projects i'm in with you guys so i'm hoping that we can do some more shows in the future and uh it was an honor to get to you know give you guys a little platform because yeah you guys are gonna be You all are gonna be making some fucking ripples in the the cosmic prog sphere so give me give me a little bit on how you pick cosmic for your descriptor verb or adjective i guess so
2: yeah uh yeah totally um the the focus on the the cosmic component um is kind of more like a it i i well, I love I love horror a lot, and um, the, there's a cosmic horror component to the 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 way that I, I think about writing uh, writing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there it, it starts from a very personal place of trying to communicate what I'm what I'm experiencing internally um uh you know i i do uh you know i mean i do have you know i do str- have my struggles with uh depression um anxiety um you know and uh and so you know there have been many points in my life where my you know my mental health has kind of been you know a bit of an unknown um where It's it's hard to anticipate you know anticipate changes. Um, Like uh, Kenji and I did this did this thing where we got together and we talked about the record um, and we and we filmed ourselves doing it, and and I I go into uh, what it's like you know to like be in the middle of and then be on the recovery side of a depressive episode that you know that there is no trophy you get from recovering from a depressive episode there there is Mm -hmm. no pat on the back that you get for doing it you really only have this brief relief which is replaced by the fear of that depression returning again Mm -hmm. and and uh and I try to in, in, I try to represent that struggle with depression in the context of cosmic horror hmm. that you know this you know that you know struggling with this unknowable force that that I struggle to anticipate um, you know uh, that is the that is uh, the theme of uh, the project um, up to this point. Uh, that is the theme of our record, Evolvement. Um, passage, passage I wrote uh, from, a, from a similar perspective, um, finding myself in, in the throes of a very deep, dark place, getting out of that and recovering. Um, the, the end of that album for me being this, uh, this, um, I don't know this like acknowledgement of like embrace embracing my shadow, um, acknowledging that it's there and it's real and choosing wellness, knowing that at some point, you know, at points in my life, this, this shadow will emerge every now and again. Um, Evolvement is basically about when that lesson is forgotten.
5: Hmm. Evolvement is the name of the new album. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's the name. Of, it's the name of the new album. Um, it just repre- represents this time in my life. I had a lot of momentum. I had a lot of things to be happy about. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of like mm-hmm. triumphs, you know, I, I got my degree. I moved out into my own place. Uh, I had got full-time work that, you know, allowed me to do so. And it felt like I had a lot of momentum. And and it led me to believe that all of my hardships, all of the BS that I experienced, you know, it, in my youth, you know, struggling. You know, I mean, my, my 20s were pretty abysmal, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, it... I, I believe that a lot of that, all of that was behind me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so it led me to ignore signs of another mounting episode Mm. that was, that was in the works. And I, and I found myself, you know, I, I, I found myself in this, um, in, in a state of mania, um, Mania mm. is, a, is the most misleading symptom of depression because you experience these euphoric highs. Super
7: highs affect, and lows. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You you experience this euphoric high that taints your perception of your circumstances, making you see them as something other, often something other than what they are, mm. and um, and uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm sure you noticed listening to the record. Uh, the the bipolar nature of the music um, and definitely yeah what what I what I hoped to do uh, when writing that record was to like condition the listener to to accept more of the dark aggressive um, the more uh, dark aggressive sounds that pretty much dominate the end of the record. I mean, the end of the record is like, almost like a, you know, tech death, dissonance, warship, um, kind of, uh, kind of sound. Um, and that's how it felt for me, um, at that point in my life that, um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the, um, the warning signs that I was, you know well that i now see as warning signs of you know mm. my mental health my mental health you know taking a dive um i didn't see it that way and i thought that perhaps it was like um you know a lot of this uh you know i it, it's hard to it's hard to describe um but i you know uh, moments where i felt um you know resentful of my circumstances you know um, when, like I said, the momentum I felt like I had, when those rose-colored shades started to come off and I started to see my circumstances, when I started to see that I wasn't really where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. um, I I actually wasn't really close to where I wanted to be, um, a lot of those prior accomplishments just meant less and less to me, and it made me very resentful, and it sort of sent me Spiraling, you know, um, it, it, it sent me spiraling, um, you know, fe- feeling like I, I couldn't really, like, trust my instincts, um, feeling like I couldn't really trust myself, uh, and, and uh, you know, I didn't see this as being, like, the warning signs of a, depress- of a depressive episode um, until it was too late, and, and I try to communicate that with the music. I, I try, I, yeah, I try to communicate that with the music and there's, and there's a question that I'm, you know, that I might pose a listener um, when listening to this record um, as they're conditioned with the more darker stuff that like, if by the time that you notice that something is wrong, is it too, is it already too late?
3: Ah, interesting.
2: You know? yeah yeah um, you know really really the the positive energy and the negative energy on the record they they're really one in the same you know um yeah uh, I, I know I went off on a bit of a tangent there but I <laughs> hope there dude. was a, yeah, I, hope there, I hope there was a thread
1: there. yeah
3: no mm. I mean uh I'll yeah. just it. I'll just follow that yeah. with uh it is there is a very obvious like I was prompted by uh um, Kenji giving you giving me the like the one sentence descriptor of of how the album takes its shape like that and then I was like oh, he's not fucking kidding like it really starts like happy and gets sad or you know to use two simple words and uh, I I now we'll have to listen to that with that question um but the first time through, I would say um, oh man that's too hard for me i'll have to listen to it it's not something i can it's a hard question it's an interesting hey, use question. that filter
4: use that filter from what you just heard and then
3: put it on the yeah. music you've heard yeah. yeah yeah but i definitely see some hardcore fans are gonna you know um are gonna take that to heart and like think about it a lot because um and it music is it, it's, a, it's, a, for this.
4: it's a therapy you know like i've talked a million yeah. times and i've even like i've i've yeah. you know i even go to therapy and i've talked to you know therapists about it they're like oh they like no studies about metal and like how it helps like it's like oh that's great that's metal's great <laughs> they're like they're like psyched yeah. on it they're like fuck yeah that's a really yeah. good form of expression that's really cool and i was like what yeah. why, why isn't this like normally told to be i mean because like oh no no but also too really you know basic pop music's great too so just listen to that i'm like first sure, of all yeah. there's, there's a there's a an outlet for people to like get into and then like release it's like that's amazing you know to me yeah
2: absolutely it it's a it's a great way to like explore like negative emotions in a very safe way
4: yeah like that, that's how you been, feel like you know, my, great my after you go to a show you feel you see a show or see like listen to a great aggressive album and stuff and you're kind of like you're smiling like you're you need like, the Damn. sense
0: of community <laughs> you know everybody else yeah is, yeah you could tell they're doing the same thing you know yeah your feelings are justified you all yeah That off Definitely. some steam yeah. literally
7: <clears throat> yeah i mean it's all music you know it's like like ain't like rock is like the same way but just you know death metal or crazy true. Metal, whatever it's just like a more intense version like it's all, yeah yeah it's all the same like you know it's it, it shouldn't be such a like it's just so funny it's like it's not genre based like yeah you're like you know like it's funny like how like crazy movies or or, like even horror movies are kind of like like more accepted than like how like crazy like extreme music or death metal is compared like in the music industry you know yeah it seems like a little bit you know like it's like they're still in the theaters the horror movies or maybe not but depends but like often they're playing alongside all the blockbusters and everything and like death metal is like not Portrayed necessarily the same, like I mean, just because I guess, like, it's the vocal kind of always been, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's
0: the dude. It's
4: People always like our whole life, yeah. people have been like. The music's really good, but I don't understand the book. It's like, all right, dude. Well, you're th- that you're coming from, but also it comes from people from backgrounds that only listen to lyrics, and they care about lyrics more than music. They're not like listening to music. They're list- I mean, it's the whole band. They're listening to music, but they're not listening to like the the rhythms and things. They don't care about that. They want to know, how- like, they want vocals and lyrics to make them feel a certain way. And but so they're, Chelsea like, they're and so I have
0: accepted that. that, and we say, "Fuck that. <laughs> we we're gonna still fucking do what we do." because that's what we do.
6: Exactly. Like for example, I also do a lot of like jazz and it's not yeah. like nice. I do quite a bit of it, like a lot of r and mm-hmm. stuff, uh session work. Um yeah. but I love metal, so that's why I do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: That's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's and definitely it for the metal heads, not the people who don't listen to metal. It's like Exactly. Well, there's is people she... that like I've run into people that like they're into metal. They're like, I'm into metal. I like
4: these couple of metal bands. I like you know?
6: your death line. No, she... I know.
4: That's, I, my fiance is the same way. I don't want to talk shit because she is the same way. She, but she's deserve. a singer though. She's a she's a singer though. She's an actual like like a soul singer. She's like got like insane vocals. But like she for before her soccer game, she listens to like you know pop metal. That's like to get her in the mood. You know, it's very like. She, she didn't take the rabbit hole we took down in metal and stuff. So I like, I watch her and I listen to it with her and I'm like, fuck yeah, get get it, you know, like whatever's getting you there. But like, she is focused on the, the vocals and what, like the anger of the vocals, she's like, alright, they're a little bit more angry now. It's like, what the music is like, with more aggressive music is is kind of like, it's a everyone's kind of equal a little bit in, in more aggressive music. It's not just the, it's not Mariah Carey just going like, oh, like you know, it's like everyone together like creating this aggressive sound and uh it's not focused on like what are the lyrics saying that could relate to me you know yeah it's not it's you know it's like a full instrument. but there is a layer
0: of that yeah. if you want to go under you know
4: oh there the is for sure if you focus. want i mean if you want to go into it definitely and, and like should... what chelsea was just saying yeah. she was a it's an instrument it's like a vocal, like in in metal vocal like that's this guitar bass you're playing the vocal so- chords all right, you're playing. It's like it's kind it's of like a percussive. It's an instrument of,
0: yeah, it's just like a. Yeah, percussive. I've always
4: considered vocals and metals be percussive instrument. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, it's like another drum, but yeah, it's totally, it's a trip, man. It's it's just a completely different way of looking at music, and people that have been programmed to listen to the top things that are coming out, they're just you know, it's like oh, yeah. uh, the voice oh. or like you know, like a you know, like the, the those those competitions of the singers. So. It's like yeah in, in, in
7: death metal vocals it's like the timbre of the voice like so like the sound and like the expressions of like the growls or like the things that you think of as opposed to like like the actual tone or melody like in terms of the harmony you know mm-hmm. so yeah. like for example Pearson within or something like suffocation i'm thinking of like frank's like like how he's saying the words like and how he's enunciating it in the sound of the voice the timbre as mm-hmm. opposed to like oh, like, oh, is it an F-sharp or an e fl- you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, like, you know, it's like it's not necessarily, like, so much a note because it's, like, a again, a percussive instrument. Like, same thing with the drums. Like, drums. Percussive. You're yeah. not going to be, like, oh, that tom is tuned, like, an F-sharp, yeah.
4: like, an F. It doesn't sound Your tom's ready. too flat. Your tom's flat, dude. It's yeah, exactly.
7: So <laughs> it's not like, as melodic, at, you know, it can be melodic, but, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's an example of something that I don't think of as melodic like the, those kind of death metal
4: vocals. As right. An example of, you know. Yeah, that's a good point out, Kenji. I never thought of vocals as like a, a percussive instrument, but that actually makes the most sense, actually, now that I think about it, like for death metal, you know? It's very percussive.
5: Yeah, no, because my favorite band's <laughs> Cryptopsy, Nunsoul vial I love that album. And yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that is like, Lord Worm doesn't really sing in time, so that, I don't know, even though I say it's percussive, it's just, it's not really adding to the drums. It's just making everything more fucked up. You know, Like when you want to say percussive vocals, the first thing I think about is Meshuggah because he does that where yeah, everything is just kind of revolving around the fucked up drums and guitar. And then we have these vocal lines that's percussive on top of that too. So
4: mm-hmm. yeah, adds to it. That totally makes sense. Well, that's now my new way of looking at vocals. Now I always thought I'm, of them as like a note or something or, like a string instrument, but no, it's more drums than it is strings. You know, I definitely, I can, I play, love
6: I can play with a good drummer, you know, just, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Just I don't even need the guitars. I just need my drummer. <laughs>
4: exactly. That's awesome. I mean, it's like, look at uh, the videos that, you know, Chaney and Naveen release. where it's just like drum and vocals and stuff. And it mm-hmm. works. It totally works. Like it's like a dr- drummer battle, but like in, you know, cohesion with each other. It's very cool. Mm-hmm.
2: It all falls apart without it.
4: Oh, totally, definitely. <laughs> That's
6: why Andrews our golden boy.
4: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: kind of, kind of like yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you know, oh, like, yeah, he's... It, the way the way that like Kenji feels about Dallas. I feel about Andrew. It's like I I will never ever ever have to like worry you know about like yeah. He's just like the the rock, and I think he knows it. <laughs> like. He,
5: yeah. I think he
1: definitely, he definitely knows.
5: Yeah, that. a good drummer also energizes you too. Like when you have like a really good drummer behind you, and you have that kick, you feel that kick in your heart, and then really, really energizes you too. Like certain drummers do that to me. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll so like, always feel Casey's kick. In Casey, my heart, dude.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: On
1: that note, my wanna, heart
3: all my life, dude. I want to shout out Aaron, who's filling in for Fallujah right now, and just played probably the last set of the tour or might have like just finished 10 minutes ago, I don't know. But uh, playing on my drum kit, so I was able to loan out my kit for Aaron to play on the pollution. Oh, tour.
5: playing on drum kits, talking about that. Andrew's going to be playing on a legendary kit uh, for this tour because we're going to be what? playing on Dallas's kit. And Is he's it the, bringing, annihilation, uh, kit? Yeah, the it's annihilation, an annihilation kit? kit. Yeah, oh. it's the an Annihilation kit. Yeah, it's
3: Annihilation kit. Yo, I was actually going to nah. ask if that kit could be used uh, for my set too. <laughs> <laughs> i literally was going to uh because like it's hey listen it's tegmentum and then lucy and then gorgatron and then narcotic and yeah i hear that narcotic and gorgatron like joe joe's sharing with their drummer right
5: uh, i think i'm not too sure how that's going i know that tegmentum is definitely sharing with uh narcotic so i don't know gorgatron might have their own thing
3: <sighs> okay because in any case I want to just play Andrews after, or you, yeah, the the Dallas kit. The,
5: the, the uh, annihilation kit. The I want
3: to play hit. it on that show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my foot down on that. It's a requirement. <laughs> it's like the show <laughs> will not go on. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna play Lash of the Slave Stick instead of our set. <laughs> Fuck
1: yeah.
7: Nice.
4: No, it's like it's like doing suffocation. Like there's been times where there was like there was you know there was size requirements of size and stuff. It was too yeah. too much stuff on the stage, and I'd be like boy you're using your fucking bass it's like fucking 30 speakers yeah. i'm just like i'm all burned i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah. all right well this is a little worrisome uh, i want to hear the rest of the band that'd be tight <laughs> like it was like a full vibration of the whole place i was like oh my god well i need to do it just to say i did it so but like yeah. having like like five thousand watts behind me i'm like i just need to try <laughs> but that's that's super fun you gotta yeah take advantage of those things and just give them five bucks i mean
3: uh i mean uh shout out whiskey p but he wanted us he said you know use one show for the kid if possible and i was trying to figure out what kit to use and it sounds like there'd be an option but uh we should not discuss show logistics in detail
0: on the show we should (laughs) he's like he first asked about it then he's like i put my foot down it's gonna be a requirement and now he's like we shouldn't be talking about
3: (laughs) well i i realize uh if you want to get into the head of a.
0: Show organizer, you
3: think about this kind of stuff independently of how cool it is. You especially. just gotta
0: give them be like, "Hey, Dallas, remember me, dude? Cali the podcast." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, out, I mean,
3: dude. it'll it'll be it'll be Pete who helps us figure it out. But uh, anyway,
4: man, It could be Kenji. Kenji's you know got the in. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I don't want well, go to put a good word for you.
3: Well, I, I'll I'll just <laughs> yeah. I want to shout it out. So like you know, I I was happy to to help. The show out. We we paid a dude for a custom uh, flyer. Uh, we took the that's pretty sick. We took the materials that um, Pete got that from from like Dallas or your guys's agency or management, and then we just said, "Hey, take the skeleton or you know the the head skull guy, but make it more evil and cosmic and technical and progressive." Like, we used all those words, and they just like he threw this together for us for the show. So I was stoked on that. Yeah, it a little is boom flyer.
0: Mm-hmm. galaxy eyeballs for the, the listeners reality, just the listeners awesome. july 28th supply and demand in uh long beach california if you want to go see narcotic wasteland and lass lucy oh, yeah. and tegmentum and who were the other bands oh
3: and nominate Thornton. yeah and, and and then fucking you guys couldn't figure out a nominate in your hilarious ass video <laughs> which you made yeah, can, shout we out can those read, are, we can read the logo i watched all those by the way and they were pretty Pretty good. I liked the, uh, the the one where Kenji got thrown down to the ground by Michael.
5: Oh yeah, the, the last one. Yeah. Which one was that? Did, yeah, uh, Eureka one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh,
2: I, I yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> um, it it,
1: it it's like, like uh, it, it kind of like play... <laughs> yeah. I can't
2: right. imagine why it, uh, it made you guys. I, I like, like it because a... it's like it kind of. Oh, I, I was Go just ahead. gonna say it kind of plays like a WWE promo. You know, like backstage, like backstage, Vince McMahon is on a gurney, like, you know, (laughs) in a cast and Stone Cold Steve Austin just breaks the cast. And he's just like, ah, like fucking hits him with a with like a, you know, fucking chair. I don't know. I thought we were more inspired by
5: that TikTok (laughs) videos by, you know, that guy who just kind of walks around and smacks cigarettes off of people's hands. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was that one. I thought that we were trying to emulate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we were.
0: The and big dude who, like slaps uh, fast food out of your hands and shit like yeah, that. He's like, yeah, What
4: the fuck you eating? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's like that's that's hard. name he's like, my name is blah blah. But is <laughs> it, his intentions are like. Great. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's solving so positive so intentions violence. So yeah.
5: He did a good thing. Like, Balls knocked that soda out of my hand.
6: <laughs> he did so a good thing. He was trying thing. to save my life. We're just trying yeah. to have a talk at the soda machine, man.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chelsea betrays me. He's like, okay, I'm going to Eureka now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it
3: made you seem like a, a younger band than you really are i was like these could be like 20 year olds doing these skits like <laughs> We're so I old. It, yeah i think it, it works jesus it works i know
1: just, just keep saying that hey, yeah
3: you gotta <laughs> like, I, was about how, like, the fuck? I was most into music when i was like 16 to 18 or whatever so it's like you have to be thinking about getting those fans and tapping in so yeah it was, it was good i mean I would keep making those videos. They were cool and funny. So, And uh, funny. it's cool to hear last of Lucy.
0: I love the son of Aurelius, Tim and Eric spoof. That was, Getting the, the, uh, yeah, that was the peak Western of sun. self-promotion right there. Yeah, that was really good. Pe-
4: people watch that shit? I, I had no idea yeah. that people were like... actually because I remember they, were, they came over to my house and they were like, hey, you have to do a part in it. And I was like, okay, like, what's going on? And they were like, you have to stand at a phone pole and be like, fuck you, stay check. All, that was my line. I always <laughs> fast I had to say through that part. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because like you know, I was like shit, and it's like a <laughs> no. But Greg, actually, that's actually how I met Greg from Allegiant. Because he, at the very end, that's the funniest part for me is Greg just going like looking at the computers all, fuck this, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like... <laughs> and I was yeah. like
0: that. Okay, that got me. It was fucking hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Carrie got the with his headphones and. No, looking I have a picture the, of the, him computer on my on my computer. yeah. No, I have Love my man. fucking on, on the
4: refrigerator of my oh Jesus. <laughs> on the refrigerator of uh of uh my house right now. It's Carrie looking back with John Petrucci. Like it's John Petrucci sitting there like playing guitar and it's him smiling like with like a dory <laughs> with a diet coke. <laughs> Just going like we're actually we're going for my birthday in a couple days to go see uh animals and dream theater and Rob. all that stuff. It's gonna be fun. And Devin Townsend, that'll be cool.
0: Have a good we'll time, see. bro. Wait, you're you're going on on your birthday? Nice. No, it's the 25th. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's the middle of the week.
4: It's in San Jose, so luckily Oso stepped up and was like, "I'll drive you guys." <laughs> like,
0: dude, I'll yeah. in, <laughs> it's like, you know, I'll be in Santa Cruz. <laughs> Not Santa Cruz. I'll be in Santa Cruz Friday night, dude. Oh, That's- fuck yeah. I'll Do be we, down I'm there getting all, engaged whole weekend, guys. Oh, <laughs> it's birthday already, Wait, already You got already engaged. got engaged. You're having the party. I'm having the party. Casey, oh, why are you fucking... saying it? What does she <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know, yeah. I'm going to no, yeah. fucking propose yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> right? I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could say it. She Indeed. probably doesn't listen, dude.
6: <laughs> she's like, Fuck, just... three hours? Nah, bruh. <laughs> no, no, no. She's not trying
4: to listen. She's <laughs> not finna to listen to this. But, uh... It's like a bunch of like I told her I was like the death metal is like this like weird obsession that people get into and like for this podcast it works because we all want to talk about gear and certain albums and things. It's like you have to like once you get across that threshold. I remember being into Slayer and then I went from Slayer to Deicide. My brother's like, "All right, well you're fucked now because this is gonna be your whole life as death metal now." I remember Mm -hmm. when I was like 18 or 19. He's like. This is all you're going to care about, so this is what comes next. And here we are <laughs> like, years later. I'm fucking 40 coming up in a couple of years. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Dude. Like, <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Legend. But anyways, let's probably wrap it up. It's about three hours in. Thank you guys very yeah. much. Chelsea's sitting outside. I know she's in the Bay Area, so it's probably not warm. I'm okay. <laughs> actually
6: in a Washington. I, I bought a house up here. so
4: Jesus. Nice. All right, well, buying a house oh, in Washington. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Is that colder up there?
6: It's summer. It's like hella nice out. Fuck.
4: Yeah. Is it 53
6: degrees? Let's, let's see what it is right now.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
6: live right across from Seattle. So,
4: mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm That's always good. Not be right in though. the city. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love Washington and Oregon and stuff like that. It's, it's a beautiful kind of, and Utah too. Utah is a beautiful place from like, that's one of the more beautiful states, but everyone's like, yeah. oh, Mormons, and they don't want to go like, well, <laughs> that's yeah. what everyone thinks. And it's when beautiful I drove as from luck.
6: Arizona to Utah on the last Don of Boros tour, I was like, Holy shit, like what a yeah. sum-up from Arizona. I Arizona. It's horrible. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> totally. Like flatland to like the most beautiful forest. Yeah. Shit you've ever like hiking you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. That's awesome. Well fuck yeah. Uh so you guys going on tour when are you guys leaving for tour?
5: The twenty seventh really? is the first day, but we're yeah, we're gonna fly out on the twenty sixth. We're gonna all meet in Vegas. So I'm the only one in the Bay Area now. We were even though we're saying hometown show for DNA lounge, I'm the I'm the <laughs> old oh, last one standing. Everyone left. All my friends left. <laughs> Chelsea's in Washington, Balls is in um uh Port, and, <laughs> and Actually, no, Andrew Andrew's still here. Never mind. Andrew's still here. So me and Andrew were holding that for yeah.
4: Rhythm
3: section, crew, yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: No. I was like, Kenji's like in a tiny little house. He's like, I'm staying here, no, dude. Fuck, the walls. It's like five thousand dollars.
5: I live in a box, <laughs> but I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's all fuck. It's all. It's like that. That one uh, scene in like Star Wars where the walls are just getting closer. It's like whatever, dude. <laughs> Fucking five thousand. I mean, you six thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive. I'm in mean, Santa Cruz. I'm in mean, the most part like, expensive part of Santa Cruz. It's like oh let me just go on Zillow. It's like oh 1.6 for an eight hundred square foot. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like in. Insane, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, I guess. So I'm looking forward to that. My birthday. Not to make it about me. They're starting july 27th <laughs> yeah, I don't, we don't
0: even know what we're gonna do. Well, we're like, just gonna.
5: Oh, we're playing. We're, we're yeah. Our first show is July 27th in Vegas. So yeah, you should come to Vegas. Come party with us. Fuck
4: dude that'd be so fun if a blowout happens or some big change in my life happens and on the 26th then i'll be there i'll be like you know, fuck it dude i'm calling out a, calling out from work and i'm gonna be there fucking you know that's like, the only chance i'll be there but after Dream
3: theater i need more prog i'm going to vegas <laughs> it's
4: like yeah. i want to play that bass <laughs> yeah but yeah fuck yeah so how many dates are there total in total Tegmentin is on for four days. Yeah. Okay, Uh, cool. Fuck yeah. 27th
5: in Vegas, 28th Long Beach, 29th Eureka, and 30th uh, San
4: Francisco. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. I'm glad you guys came on and we got to get to know you guys and, and fucking see what all goes into a band, like fucking ground level grassroots up, and hopefully wish you guys the best as far as getting, you know, label stuff and it's like levels, you know, so you guys are moving up levels and hopefully... uh it gets to a level that you
5: love yeah hopefully we don't kill each other on his tour and we next time we come <laughs> oh on we no
6: oh my god he says
5: it
4: <laughs> every kenji's the funniest guy in your just, band so you better you have to listen <laughs> to him and you have to laugh when he says that cuz that's hilarious oh <laughs> i
5: think kenji's us? No, like really.
6: He's deflecting. No, yeah, yeah, he, he he you won't see. Yeah, it next time you're lot. see on a
4: YouTube show. A yeah.
6: He already tried to set me on fire, so you know there's that. <laughs> I, did try to I mean, he didn't
4: year. finish it though, so it's fine. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. But uh,
6: it's pretty bad at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, I no, woke I was... up
2: and all my fingerprints are gone. Like. <laughs> <what
1: the fuck? laughs> well, yeah. It was, awesome.
0: it was. really nice meeting all of you and. um, Michael, that was uh, this is really cool that this happened, dude. Because now that you had mentioned that, I did I really was going back in the memory banks, and I totally do remember having conversations with you at the uh, rental video store, dude. California Video, what up? Um, That's super cool, dude. And this cool that like this brought us together again, dude. Here we are, and and that's when you said Louisiana. I was like, wait, what? There's a there's got to be a different Oceana or
2: Pacifica guy here.
0: Yeah. 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 But seeing you without my glasses on virtually to took longer, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's young. I,
2: I got to ta- I, I tell you, I've been looking forward to this uh, for a similar reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad. Oh yeah. 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 Connect with Super you. Again, cool, and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think I speak on behalf of uh, the gang. We we echo the same thoughts and the same feelings. We're we're really uh, we were really psyched to come on and hang hang with y'all. Uh, this has been a really good time. Yeah. And thanks for giving us a platform.
0: Totally, dude. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're all about, dudes. All about. that. All right, Absolutely. we'll uh, do the plugs real quick one more time, real fast. Battleforgecoffee.com, CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. Casey, we forgot generator rehearsal studios.com in the beginning, but oh, you get that bitch. now. Sorry. Um, uh, the tour flyer. What else did we? Oh, uh, Chicago Domination Fest. Um, plug, uh, plug you guys, the listeners. We love you. And uh, yeah, next week we're going to be just free flowing for joel's birthday i don't really know what we're gonna do we're gonna come I'll up. i'll probably something.
4: get i'm gonna get random people to show up and get
0: some heads get some, some you heads. said
4: animosity you said animosity in this podcast maybe like get like try to get leo or frank on be cool. that would be sick dude yeah yeah that's that's gonna be my my uh so cool yeah now. we might have some oh, surprise you
5: if you ever speak with Frank, tell him, so I, went, so I know we're trying to end, let me just do one quick story real quick. Yeah, so, yeah. long time okay. ago, about 10 years ago, I was at a friend's house, and at the top, I was just like sweet-picking, because that's, I mean, you know, 10 years ago, I was sweet-picking, right? So I was just myself yeah, how yeah. to sweet-pick, and I'm just blasting it through my friend's house as a uh, small amp, and we hear mm. this knock on the door. <laughs> and we open the door, and he's like, hey, my name's Frank, I play in this band called Animosity. I mean, he's, he's high out <laughs> of his mind. <laughs> and he yeah, yeah. comes inside the comes house and he's like this new album animals is coming out and he grabs the guitar and just starts playing it and he's like what's uh, your name I'm like my name's kenji he's like you should be in my band like, yeah sure <laughs> that's cool and we exchange numbers and i never heard from him
4: again uh, <laughs> but right no he hit me up about being in a band like a stoner rock band or no a new death metal band he hit me up he's like let's start let's start a new death metal band and like he was just drunk, yeah. And the he next was morning he's
0: like, "What?" Everybody has that story. What? He called it. But he's Ned sober. Dreams. He's sober though.
4: He's sober now, and he's yeah. killing it. because you had like yeah, yeah. he was a gnarly alcoholic. So like he has a family now, and he's killing it now. And I know that he doesn't like. I've talked to him a couple times. He doesn't really like the glorification of his alcoholism because he was the gnarliest in all of music for a while. I think he was like the most. Gnarly partier I've ever ran into in my life, but he yeah, is completely, he's completely out flipped. of his
5: mind when he just walked into the oh, yeah, house. And yeah. like, yeah, it's
4: like, yeah, it was the he was next level. But he's, <laughs> yeah, he's and turning Dan around. Kenny, and he's...
0: Him and Dan Kenny were in the same band at the same time, Dan, yeah. Dan crazy. Kenny
4: is nothing compared to Frank, Frank the Tank. No, is... I'm just saying, but
0: then those two in this band together, yeah, yeah,
4: they were raging. That would uh make for a short life, all right. Enough <laughs> <tearing> <laughs> out their
0: shit, we want to have them on, they can talk about it when they come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll hit them up. All right. Well, okay. uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and, uh, go subscribe. Tell your friends. We love you. We love Tegmentum. We will see you guys next week. Rock on.
5: Yeah.